Introducing the all-new Romeo y Julieta Passion. The story of this cigar dates back almost a year, during a visit to the Flor de Coupon factory in Honduras. We witnessed the endless amount of passion and love the workers put into each and every cigar. This hand-rolled cigar uses a blend of Dominican and Honduran filler tobaccos, along with a rich and flavorful binder from the US. The wrapper is a zesty Ecuadorian Habano leaf that offers up notes of pepper, leather, nuts, and a dash of cocoa. Ignite your passion and pick up a box of the Romeo y Julieta Passion at jrcigars.com. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. Boom, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, It is Friday night. Jordan? Yes, it is. This is episode 261. We got a great studio audience tonight. We don't have the uh, cam to show it. There's uh, (laughs) Scott Brayband in the back. (laughs) There's one. We have uh, Matt Booth in the audience. Boofy baby. Boofy baby is in the audience. And we have another Matt in the audience. We have uh, two Matts. In the audience tonight. So, uh, by the way, uh, our nice. studio audience is uh, legally—they're legally separated by six feet, pe- uh, uh, you know, each. So we're good. We're good to go, Jordan. So are we, right, Dad? Exactly. Hey, there we go. Anyways, oh, Jordan, give me some hand sanitizer. Um, <laughs> guys, this has been a great week. We announced our newest cigar project that we're doing with Robert Caldwell and the uh, Lost and Found line it is called the gimmick so a lot of you guys know i rip on gimmicky cigars all the time so i figured hey if we're gonna do it let's just let's just do it let's just own just up fully to embrace it. it fully embrace the gimmick so when you get this pack october 2nd at atlanticcigars.com 3d boom, goggles included you will get your own pair of 3d well, goggles i'll put these on for now show you how cool i look yeah but the cool thing is once you do this and you look at the pack oh my god it just jumps right out at you jordan <laughs> jumps jumps right out at you so we're super excited about that that's not the best part jordan the best part what? is the cigar itself cigar itself is delicious it's a five and a half or five by 52 uh, I think that you're going to like this blend. It is not your typical cigar. It's got really? a ton of flavor, and it's interesting flavor, right, Jordan? I would say, I, I hate to say this because it's so overused, Don't do it. but there's a bit of a Cuban-esque flavor to this thing. But it's like, it's like the dark end of Cuban, like a, like bol- like a good boulevard. Yeah, sort a of like a... It's got a little bit of a spicy, musky kick to it on the retrohale. So we're super excited about these. There's only uh, 500 bundles of 10 available. They're going to be 75 bucks, which is a great price. But there's even better news, Dojo. You guys got to really pay attention to this because when here. these are released, I'm going to yeah. tell just the Dojo community about a secret coupon yeah. code that will save you an extra 10 oh, percent you go to his Facebook but only the dojo community live. so this it won't be out there cool. for everybody Shh. only only you guys because uh because you guys deserve it so we're super excited about that jordan yeah. 
yeah. a couple weeks we, away, yeah. right? October 2nd. Don't is that two weeks from today? 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 It's, it's kind of, not stable. I think that's two weeks from today. Anyways, will take care so of be that ready for that. Um, Dojoverse.com. Uh, we are officially open. It's no, We're not in soft launch or beta anymore. So uh, jump on the Dojoverse.com. Start earning your black belt today. We got a couple guys that are getting semi-close. Cl- I think it's going to be about two months. We're going to have some black You, you think it's going to be two months? Two-ish months-ish. I think it, Ch- a lot of ish going on. I think Chad might make it in a month. Nah. Dude's a monster. He's a beast. It's almost like it's almost like doubly hard each belt you go through. So right. he's it's, got some time. It, it, like it, does get, it gets harder, so you know, which is, should be that way, right? Like if you're like exponential. A, if you're like a little kid and you got your you white belt, I mean, any little kid gets a white belt. Fuck yourself. But if you but thought he was going to, it's harder and harder to like move up the ladder. You get your yellow, get your green, get your purple. What am I blue? I don't know. I'm matter. green. That's all don't I know. It doesn't bad. But uh, I'm, I, I, I just thought, you know, people asked me the other day, they're like, why didn't you just make yourself like the top level ninja? Bad. I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to. I might do that just for like a day. I want to see how it feels, you know. <laughs> Put it I, I want to I wanna earn bad. my belt just like everybody else. Like go through the, the ranks, you know. That's the fun part of the whole thing. Anyways, tonight's show, I've been really looking forward to the show because. Because bourbon! Because bourbon, uh, that's uh, number one. But also, like, you know, week in and week out, you talk about cigars, week in, week out. After a while, you want to talk about something different. And so there's this YouTube channel out there that is amazing. You guys got to check it out. Um, It's called Bourbon Junkies. And they do these great videos. Here's what I like about the Bourbon Junkies. And I'll ask our guests about this in a minute, Jordan, but... There's something about a lot of bourbon com- communities out there. They're, they're real harsh. Like, you come on and you say, like, hey, look at this bourbon I got today. And, like, eight guys, you know, tell you, like, what an a-hole you are. Whoa. I mean, that's kind of how it's rough. cigars are, too. And that's kind of why we made the dojo. Uh, yeah. And so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, their, their community, their channel, it's a lot more like the dojo. It's very welcoming. There's not a lot of, you know, like, busting your balls for no reason. I mean, there's fun stuff going on. They, bu- they might bust balls, but it's a lot more welcoming. You could ask questions that, you know, that, that like me, like I don't consider myself to be a bourbon expert at all. In fact, far from it. I just am a bourbon fan, Jordan. I just like bourbon. It's so good. I like to drink it, you know. <laughs> and so because I like to drink it, I like to talk about it. And that's why we're so excited to have our guests on tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Smoke Night Live. Dan, oh, excuse me, Dan. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, like a had balloon a, in your throat or something? It was a, I think there was a squirrel in my throat. Apparently, right they, even though we have them muted, they've been bleeding through, and so hopefully they haven't been making fun of us too much. Well, their end. Ho- hopefully not. <laughs> but anyways, Dan and Sean, Bourbon Junkies, welcome to the show, my friends. How's it going? It's going great. That's great timing. Sh- Just yes. took a drink. Yep. What's up, everybody? Dan in the white and Sean in the hoodie. You guys are looking sharp. Look at the, Thank you. You got the, you got the uh, different logo behind you. Got yeah. the old, some people call it the circus logo. I call it the vintage logo. You can call it whichever you like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the YouTube channel first, and then we're going to just get into all things bourbon. And we noticed Sounds you guys good. are smoking cigars. These guys are big uh, cigar fans, too. In fact... Uh, yeah. Dan said he's smoking a uh, Alec Bradley Fine and Rare. Sean, what are you smoking? Uh, I have uh, Opus X, the uh, Angel Share. 
Oh, that's a fantastic cigar. Hello. That's a fan. That's <laughs> a that is a it's a mellow cigar, but it is just absolutely you can you can actually inhale that smoke, Jordan. It's so good, as you know. <laughs> Um, all right, boys. Let's talk a little bit about your channel. How did it come to be? Talk about it. What's the uh, what's the idea behind it? And uh, and give us just a little taste of uh, what people might find if they go and subscribe to your channel. So it's funny that you asked that question because we were recently talking about kind of why or how we started the channel. Mm-hmm. Sean and I used to um, we went to school together, but then we lived together in college, and then we we're powerlifting and stuff out after college and we were hanging out a lot and we drink whiskey after we would lift. And so, yeah. cause that's just the natural progression. Sure. I think like protein and alcohol build muscle, right? Yeah. So proven fact, scientific, maybe uh, not. That, Who knows? that sounds kind of bro sciencey, but, but go with it. Basically one day we were sitting there, we probably had like 30 bottles of whiskey mm-hmm. and, and uh, we were like giving each other a hard time drinking some whiskey. And I'm like, why don't we start a YouTube channel? I had started watching some other channels in the, some channels, um, it was like really, it was like really serious. Very structured. Yeah, very structured is a good way to put it. And we were like, let's just make a channel that's just us. Maybe it's less structured, but there's got to be people like us that like whiskey, that like to give each other a hard time and hang out and just kind of like, I want to have fun with. Listen, it. friends, give each other a hard time. That's sure. just how things work. We're right? good at it. So. So, yeah, um, that we started a channel that night on a cell phone with our buddy Ugh. standing. So the power was out at the house. Yeah. And our buddy was standing behind the cell phone that was recording with his flashlight on his cell phone on. Yeah. That was our, our key light with yep. his cell phone light. <laughs> we pretty much uh, never we never put that video out. ever. Nor should we ever. It never can. <laughs> that uh, sounds yeah. like that actually sounds sort of like the genesis of uh, Smoke Night Live, Jordan. Some of our early shows. <laughs> We we went back and watched recently. Oof! Ouch! Yikes! They were they were horrific. We'd be and, at, at uh, bars and they'd be doing like bagpipe competitions <laughs> in the background. <laughs> so no, but I've been watching the uh, the channel recently, and what I like about the channel is you you come up with sort of like a theme for the show. You know, five uh, inexpensive bourbons or whatever that theme of that show. And they're short. They're they're bite sized. You can just. You can watch them. You don't have to invest tons of time. You do some, you do some live shows where you guys do more long form. But I love these sort of like you know bite sized you know chunks of a show that I can watch two or three if I want to, and not have to invest a huge amount of my life into it. And so they they're very like kind of focused and interesting. And you guys kind of have fun with it, which is the best part, I think. Right. Um, yeah. Our Thursday videos, our Mondays are always reviews, and then our Thursdays are always like either lists or we blind some whiskey together. Um, you know, the Mondays are generally under 13 minutes and the Thursdays act, are, yeah. range from anywhere from like 10 minutes to 20 Depending minutes. Depending on what we're doing, yeah. Yeah. Live streams go up to three that, hours. Those get wild, yeah. But that's like the whole idea is there are at least three pieces of content a week and those three pieces of content will range and hopefully hit different markets. If you want to sit for three hours and hang out with us, great. Tuesdays are your night. And people do. Yeah. And if you want, like you're talking, if you want like a quick, you know, video Monday might be your day. It might be eight to 10 minutes long. Right. So something a little, hopefully it, as long as you like us, hopefully your time, we hit your time range somewhere. But Right. So uh, let's just get into the most fundamental question to start the show. Uh, why bourbon? I mean, what is it about bourbon that's so great? Now, I don't know if you guys have ever watched our show, but I, you know, we have cigar guys on week in, week out, uh, you know, all the, drinks all the top guys, right? You name it. You know, every, we've interviewed, I, I think, everybody pretty much from the cigar industry. And almost 
almost unanimously, they, they drink scotch. And I always just give them a hard time. I'm like, guys, we're, we're Americans for crying out loud. Why are you drinking scotch? <laughs> drink, drink bourbon for crying out loud. But anyways, what, what is it about bourbon that, that, that you guys love so much that, that sets it apart from the other spirits? Bourbon's freedom. Yeah, it's as murka as you can get. Bourbon exactly. is murka. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't actually know what got us into bourbon I'm so much. I know, 100% sure. Both of us? Yep. We're both. Now, discount Sean's okay. stature. Okay. We're both fat kids at heart. Yeah. Bourbon's so much sweeter. Bourbon's than, sweet. Yeah, Bourbon's like marshmallows and caramel and vanilla. Yeah. And then scotch, you get like malt and grain and like, you know, I don't know. So Smoke. Bourbon is fantastic if you... Don't want to eat your calories. You just want to drink <laughs> some instead. <laughs> yeah, and, and not only that, but I, here's another thing that I think sets bourbon apart, especially if you're into cigars, is that you know most most cigar guys like bold flavors, right? You know, I know like the old cigar guard, the old cigar smokers from you know days gone by. Jordan, they tend to like you know this more like you know subtle macanudo flavors, and that maybe you could compare to Scotch, but a today's modern boutique craft. Punch me in the face. Exactly. Punch me in the face <laughs> with flavor. And that is what bourbon is all about. Like, it, it, it's, it's a no-holds-barred bar, sort of flavor, you know, explosion in your mouth. It's so much easier to find barrel-proof bourbon yeah. than it is to find barrel-proof scotch. Something I ventured into that Sean and I both enjoy a lot is barrel-proof peated Islas. Yeah. So uh, that not, that's not something we first started enjoying. No. It took a long time of yeah. drinking scotch where we were like, no, we actually just like a lot of peat. And yeah. the, the and higher proof, proof you get yeah. into it, we're like, okay, we do like scotch. Yep. But, I mean, at heart, I'll always go back to bourbon. Well, a lot, so much scotch. And a lot of, like, a lot of Irish stuff does the same. A lot of, mm -hmm. especially Canadian, a lot of Canadian whiskeys do the same thing where so much is in the 40 to, like, 94 proof range. Yep. I'm, you can go and find like Evan Williams bottle and bonds fifteen dollars and it's a hundred proof right away. Yep. Like we're jumping in to a mid range proof for fifteen bucks. I was gonna say not to give away the the night that we got here, but we got a selection of different things here that are just wildly different in offerings and price points and stuff like that. So I don't know. Yeah, that's another thing that's so great about bourbon is, you know, I mean obviously there's this black market that's crazy and you have to spend a lot, but you know, a typical retail bottle of, of bourbon, if you can find it at retail, it's not that crazy expensive. Whereas, you know, a scotch, you, you know, might be $1,200 to get, you know, right. at retail. And yeah. so um, now things have changed with bourbon. We're in this crazy bourbon boom. Where, where are we in this bourbon boom, you guys? How long is this going to last? Is this a forever kind of thing? I mean, if, if there was a, a timeline, where are we on this bourbon boom timeline? I say beginning. I I would have to agree. We're somewhere really? middle beginning. I don't think it's going anywhere near its peak yet. Um, just more and more people keep getting into bourbon, and there are so many more offerings coming out every other month of different distilleries doing different things. And, I mean, there's, there's just so much variety, and it, it's just a beast. I also think one of the – so we were in, really into craft beer before we got into whiskey. Mm-hmm. And one of the things in craft beer, like if you look at like, uh, so we live in Michigan, there's a ton of, of really good breweries here. There's Founders and Bells and, and a bunch, there's Dark Horse and all these other breweries. One of the things with craft beer that happened, craft beer was 
very similar Huge. to whiskey is right now, right? So you'd have to wait in line to get a 120 minute IPA. Yeah. You'd have to wait in line to get a Founders KBS, a yep. hop slob, hopefully a six pack of hop CBS, slams, stuff yeah. like that. And now you can go to all these stores and you just find it. We can find it now. That stuff was released months ago. Yeah, we can it's go on the shelf. Right. Because everyone got into that doing their own version of a KBS or their own version of a 120 minute. And again, got super saturated to the fact that there are so many different offerings that you have. And I just don't think that exists in whiskey because of the the time that it takes to put into it. Mm. It's always going to be, you know, some pretty big players. There's always going to be new startups. Um, like we're big fans of Mir Pingree out of Valentine. And they're just now releasing stuff that's like five and six years old. Um, before that, they were sourcing. Well, think about it like that. And to add on the age thing, the age is where I was going because here's the problem. We wanted more hop slam. We yeah. get a sixer, right? Yeah. You get a sixer and you're pretty dang happy about it. Like the next year, you can buy eight sixers because all they had to do was brew more beer. Yeah. Well, Pappy 23 still takes 23, 23 years, years to make, yeah. right? So I say beginning because 10-year-old whiskey takes 10 years and 23-year-old whiskey takes 23. There's no rushing it. There are a lot of brands who try it and Cleveland's tried it and some other brands have tried different styles of rushing it or aging it faster, smaller barrels, you know, pumping tanks with air to try to oxygenate things. Yeah. It doesn't wild stuff. Now, not yet. I uh, maybe someday I'll stuck and done it. Well, yeah, maybe like someday that. I'll eat my words, but no one's figured time. It out. Yeah. No one's figured it out. Father time is undefeated. Yeah. Well, don't you guys think that, um, I mean like companies like knob Creek, they took off their age statement for a while and now it's back. Does it, is right. that, could that be a sign that maybe, you know, that we can start seeing some, some more output of this stuff. Dude, knob Creek. So if you want to talk about distilleries <laughs> that were ahead of the game, right? Yep. Um, if you think about Pappy Van Winkle, they used to sit on shelves and they couldn't sell it. Pappy Van Winkle almost went under as a, as a brand, mm -hmm. almost went completely under and stopped making whiskey because they couldn't sell the pro product they currently had, which is the stuff now that everybody looks for the old rip tens and the lot. Yeah, and all the that stuff, stuff that right? goes for, you know, four or five, six hundred yeah, bucks, lot, whatever. A lot of money on secondary. So if you, the funny thing is, is Knob Creek, what seemingly Sazerac or Buffalo Trace or whoever, somebody did poorly was future planning. Hmm. What Knob Creek did was apparently sit on a ton of whiskey yeah. for fifth. They, like you just mentioned, they brought their age statement back. Yeah. Everybody else is still getting rid of age yeah, statements. Yeah, they're dropping stuff. And they're putting out 15-year – not only did the they bring picks, their age yeah. statement back, they're putting out 15-year store picks Just now. left and right. It's crazy. Knob Creek, like, was ahead of the future. I don't know how much whiskey they have. They said they were going away with 15-year store picks, and they didn't. And they, then we tripped over, like, 10 more, it felt right. like, and we're like, wait, we, we thought you were going to stop doing this. They didn't. <laughs> we just got some of that a couple weeks ago, and it was amazing. Yeah, yes. Our, our, good right. buddy, our good buddy Scott Braban got us a couple bottles of that, and it was – it was fantastic. By the way, Jordan, I'm out of, I'm out of bourbon. And what are you gonna drink? Your whiskey collection is sitting, only, <laughs> only uh, inches from you my hand. Go for it. Just don't do any of these crazy pours Wait. like you've been I'm, doing I think lately. I'm gonna. You know what? I haven't had in forever. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna sneak a little bit of this black maple Slip. hill. Oh, maple hill. Uh, yeah. That's the wine bottle. That's yeah. the good black maple hill. That's not. Oh, the, yeah. That's not the bad black maple no. hill. That stuff was stuff. forty-five bucks back in the day. Oh, this stuff's amazing. Dude, I, I mean, it's like people Pappy. talking about pappies, yeah. Old B tax. Yeah, uh, they just walk in the shell and they'd see them for state minimums, yeah. which is a hundred dollars. Dude, back then it was like I think Pappy Twenty Three used to be. They said like a hundred and twenty-five dollars, yeah. and people <laughs> just go in and get them because they didn't know the name, they didn't yeah. know the you know anything behind it, so they just sat there. And people would think I would never pay that much for uh, a whiskey when I can just go 
get, you know, Jack Daniels or Jim Beam or whatever for yeah. $25 a liter. Yep. Right. Yeah, Wild Turkey was killing it. Oh, wait, Wild yeah. Turkey still kills it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, we have stories. I, we were, like, kind of in the bourbon game for a while, the whole... We kind of got into, like, 2011 or 12. Yeah, and so we were c- getting some of this stuff. I mean, it wasn't just on the shelf. Well, there was a couple times, Jordan, we just did... Remember in, in Jacksonville, Florida, we just got this... It was just on the shelf. Remember? Yeah, antique. We got some antique off the shelf. And, and the guy had Pappy Rye. And I, I just bought a bottle of Pappy Rye at, pr- mm. at price. So it, That's it, incredible. Shit. Now, I'm so frustrated, you guys, um, th- about how things have gone, because now I can't even do it if I try. Like, you know, you have to have bought a certain amount of, of product from the store just to get on this list. And then if you're Fireball. even on the list, yeah. you, you can't, you're probably not going to get picked. So eventually, I got to the point now, maybe like, I don't know, three years ago or so, where I just said, screw it. I'm just going to find bourbons that I like. And I'm not even going to be in the game anymore. I, I just it just frustrated me too too much. So it, that, I don't think that's gotten any better. I think that's yeah. gotten worse, honestly. So I was going to ask. So what's your your go to bourbon right now? You just go grab something off the shelf. So my go to bourbon. I mean, obviously, what would we? What would we? One of my questions to you guys is, what would we do without Old Forester? Because they have yeah. stuff that you can so get, <laughs> right? You can. There, so we just became best friends. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff with Old Forester. The rye, come on. The rye is amazing. Um, and obviously, the, the the 100 is an excellent choice for cheap, for super cheap. So like, I'm kind of like a I'm kind of like an Old Forester guy because I can get. The 1910, I can get the 1920. I can have some. We we this year it was a little tricky, but we got the birthday bourbon, which was fun. So like at least in their line, I've got a fighting chance on some of this stuff. Yep. Old so, so Jackie Zykin, who's the current master blender for Old Forester. Yeah. Um, I've personally nicknamed her the People's Champ. Yeah. So. She is at that distillery. We've never met her or just talked to her. No, nope. we probably just really can't... enjoy Old Forester. Yeah. She probably hates us. She probably can't stand yeah. us if she knows who we are <laughs> even. But the we preach and praise Old Forester constantly because Old Forester is one of the companies that – one of the few companies that's not raising their prices constantly yep. over and over on different lines even. Realistically, it's kind of Brown Foreman as a whole. Yep. But Old Forester seems to be our where we kind of – like Gravitate towards. Yeah. Um, Jackie is the reason that Old Forest Rise twenty five bucks or yeah. thirty bucks or whatever it is in your area because they won the release it at a higher price point. Yeah. And she was like, "No, I don't think that's what it should be. Yeah. It should be this because we're trying to get you know a drinker out there for people." And they yeah. were like, "Okay," and you know, she's the it's reason. Amazing. She fought for it, and she actually this year's Old Forester birthday bourbon. I don't think it was the first one, but I know that this was one of her Old Forester birthday bourbon. Yep. Um, 2020, honestly, is fantastic. I think it's just going to get better as it gets a little bit of air in it, gets some time in it. But um, that distillery is one of the very few distilleries right now not allocating things that weren't allocated before, not raising prices on things that were cheap before. And they're just there for, like you just said. I know that if, I, if, if Sean and I kill an Old Forcer 100 or even a 1920 or 1910, yeah. we, we can just come go down and get one. At almost anywhere, which is the best part. Almost anywhere. So. By the way, what do you what do you like? Uh, which is your favorite between those two, the nineteen ten or the nineteen twenty? I bet you like nineteen ten more. Don't we might yeah. have different answers on this. I'd say nineteen twenty. It's like a seasonal thing for me. Mm-hmm. It's I, a mood thing. Yeah, it's a mood dependent. Like, are there candles lit and is it dark? Because <laughs> there are. I'm going nineteen ten. Right. Um, um, if there, if it's 
winter time, if I'm looking, especially if I'm looking for a higher proof, I'm going 1920. Yep. If it's summer and it's 95 degrees out, I'm going 1910 every single time. Yep. What would you pick between early times and Old Forester 100? Early time. Every time, <laughs> all day, every day, every time. He's such a fanboy, <laughs> early time. Yeah. They're um, so similar in my, in my opinion. I, I'm, okay, here's the problem. If nope. we take into consideration all factors, if you're telling me... You pick the right thing right you're now. You're telling me a liter for twenty two ninety nine in Michigan. Yeah. I, I don't literally there's literally there's not a better bottle at a seven. If we if we like scale it down and that's a seven fifty mil bottle, it, that means it's a sub twenty dollar bottle of whiskey. Yeah. There's no sub twenty dollar bottle of whiskey that on the planet it. than early times by the bond. So. So, you know, one thing that we talk about in in Dojo Studios a lot, uh, me and Jordan and the guys, sometimes I feel a little bit of a like a snob because, you know, there's these local bourbons and and bourbons that don't come from Kentucky, Colorado bourbons and whatnot. And I almost don't like any of them. I, I try to <laughs> like them. I, I, I don't, don't want to be that guy, Laws you know, that, that's like, hey, check this out. We got this here, Breckenridge. Check it out. And I just, for whatever reason, they always taste like corn to me or whatever. Like, am, am I just a snob to only like, you know, like stuff that's coming out of Kentucky? Is, is that, a, am I a bad person? Nope. <laughs> nope. Here's the, they've done it. For a long time, and yeah. they do it well. I, I'm not. I, we're from Michigan. Yeah. There are a couple big. Dis, uh, I shouldn't call them big, but there are a couple distilleries here that people know that Traverse City people know the name of. Valentine is doing a really good job there in Detroit, and their distribution is kind of small right now. But they're yeah, they're, they're branching. Yeah, I was gonna say that's also a craft distillery that started up within right. the last couple of years. Right. So. Um. But that being said, Kentucky. I don't. The the problem with. Kentucky has everybody figured it out. Kentucky has really good aging conditions. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in Kentucky figured out how long it takes to get rid of some of the flavors you're you're talking about, the grain and the youth. Yeah. Um, I like Texas started up. You can Oof. get a two year Texas. You're not gonna taste it's any be corn. Black. You're not it tasting is, corn. <laughs> um, I honestly think one of the things that that we discuss a lot is when you taste youth. And, and that corn sweetness, mm-hmm. it's not like everything else. You don't want – I don't want grain. I don't want to taste the grains in the whiskey. I don't want to taste what the barrel's imparting along with what the mash in the distillate made, right? Yeah. So Plus all these older, more uh, founded distilleries that come out of Kentucky, they have working mash bills that have worked for a long, long time. Right. And a lot of these startups are – you're getting into a new mash bill or even you're recreating something – but it's just not the exact same. Like you don't have the hundred years of history right, that right. these other older distilleries have. So yeah, that, I think that you just nailed what I suspected all along is that it's just an experience thing. These guys have been doing it for so much longer. They have this rich history of knowing exactly because early in the show, Dan, you talked about comparing it to craft beer and how, you know, like a bourbon, it's, it's going to take nine years or 12 years, a good one or whatever. And so, you got to know nine years ago that this is going to be good nine years from now. And those guys have that rich history where these, you know, these younger startups just, they just don't. It's interesting. You said, because we had a discussion with a distiller that I'm not, I'm going to leave the name out because I don't know (laughs) how public the thing conversation we had was supposed to be, but we had a discussion with the distiller who works at a craft distillery and he does a a really good job. Fantastic. And he mentioned, he, he goes, listen, because I, 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 him and I were talking about aging whiskey, having older whiskey. When do you guys have six, seven-year-old whiskey, right? Because 
seemingly the turning point for most whiskeys, a lot of whiskeys, is six years. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of bottles of whiskey that are four years old that are great, and you just don't know they're four years. A lot of yeah. old Forrester's products are actually really young. A lot of the bottle and bond stuff that you buy is four years old. Early times bottle yep. and bonds, four years old, stuff like that. But from these craft distilleries, we're talking a four-year whiskey. If this is your first time making a whiskey, you made whiskey four years ago. You made a distillate, and then you aged it for four years. We, we're it's trying, crap shoot. We're yeah. trying to figure out how that thing turned out yeah. four years later. He said his quote that I'll never forget was he said, no, no, no. The, the problem is not none of these craft distilleries having old whiskey. He goes, I have 10-year-old whiskey that I made. Mm. And he goes, I'm not ever releasing it. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not – age is an important factor, but age yep. isn't the only thing going on. There's a lot of how you do it that you know, goes into its age is, is just as important as the age is mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. What's, uh, the, what's, we, what's the best non-Kentucky bourbon that's out there, would you say? Uh, Indiana's MGP. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's like a cheating answer, but yeah. honestly, there's, and I don't know how much you guys have had, but there was a big run of MGP about a year and a half ago where a lot of people who sourced had anywhere from 8 to 12, maybe 13-year, maybe 14-year-old MGP from Indiana, right? Mm -hmm. Those those barrel-proof MGPs, they all kind of went out to store pick seemingly. Boone County did them. Blombros did them uh, from Ohio. Uh, Valentine did a bunch of MGP picks. Traverse City did some. Bell Mead did some. There's a, a, a literally and the Smoke Wagon's still doing them from uh, Las Vegas. But in the in in the world of Indiana whiskey, those are literally some of the best bottles of whiskey money could buy for a year. Yeah. Some of those MGP store picks are hold up to every antique collection. Hmm. They hold oh, yeah. up to like monster bottles. If you blind them with people and you know you don't really tell them what you're giving them. They would think they're both probably antique collections. Yeah. They're just amazing whiskey. Yep. But those were flash in the pan. Like I would guess in under two years, they were all gone. And, well, people didn't know. They, everybody bought them at three years and six years, and they yeah. started distilleries, right, to cover overhead. That's how a lot of distilleries cover overhead is a source. And they bought all this stuff. And then when it hit 10 and they started tasting it, and they went, whoa. That's great. Why does this as good as George C. Stack? <laughs> like, and then they started saying, them, and now the problem is, is that whiskey's gone, right? Mm -hmm. That whiskey was all sold. They only had X amount because it's that future proofing. You don't know how it's going to turn out. You bought it six years ago, and you hoped everything was good. Yeah, you so, hoped everything that they put into that right? barrel was good, and then you aged it just as well. Uh, I don't know. Whiskey seems like such crapshoot with for me. <laughs> like, there's too much stuff that can go wrong. Right. So I got two similar uh, audience questions. One is, it says. Um, Top five favorite bottle and bonds, but maybe just give like one or two bottle and bonds. And then the follow up is uh, is bottled and bond all hype? Is that for Dojo that, or for us? That, that's for you guys. That's for you guys. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Okay. You give one of your favorite bottle and well, we already skip early time. Oh, yeah, I would skip, skip early time. Uh, EH Taylor, single barrel. Oh, my God. Bottle and bond. Uh, what's that, Dan? Oh, it's so good. You were going to do that one, so No, you know what I'm going to say? Because I'm a reasonable human being. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give the I'm gonna give the people a s almost available bottle and bond. Okay. E.H. Taylor small batch. Okay. <laughs> the E.H. The e. Taylor line, most of their stuff is bottled and bond. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're saying favorite of all time, we both love the four grain, which is impossible to find, not yeah. made anymore. The four grain from E.H. Taylor is one of our all-time favorites, period. Yeah. But um, what was the second question? Is bottled and bond all hype? Nope. No, I don't think well, so. Well, okay. It's thrown around more than it used to be. Let's put it that way. Also true. But when it the reason that it started was 
uh, I think it was a, a good and very much in theory, a great idea. You're cause what it used to promise was quality, right? So a long time ago, the quality of whiskey could literally be all over the board. And then bottled and bond was going to be watched over the whole time it was made by the same person, yeah, in the same you, season. You, you hope your government is just going to come in there and make sure there's no funny business in yeah. there. But I always count on the government, just, right? I, yeah. I, I, and maybe you used to be able to, right? So, <laughs> At least they believed it a lot more then. Right. So. I think now, I think now bottled and bond is thrown is listen. It still has to follow the same regulations. It's, yeah. it's one of the most regulated sections of bourbon on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a way, it's not all nonsense, but uh, it is slapped on more stuff. I think that probably a long time ago, if you saw Bottle and Bond, you go, that's probably pretty good. Yeah, that's premium alcohol in there, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, now, now, eh. Now we got these I don't really, really think about it too statements. much, yeah. Now, now if I see Bottle and Bond. I know if, it's 100 proof. If and I, then, yeah, yeah if I know the it. release was good, if I know it was a good Bottle and Bond bottle, mm-hmm. I like 1792 Bottle and Bond a lot. That's true. If I see a 1792 I, Bottle and Bond, I I'll was going to say that next and just watch your, your face grimace because <laughs> you'd be like, well, shit, now what do I say? Yeah, Sean doesn't like it as much as I do. But Yeah, um, it almost seems mostly just like proof related at this point. Like, yeah, if you like 100 proof? Legally, it's not. But it does, when you see a bottle that says Bottle and Bond, you're going to know it's four years. It was made by one distiller in one season, and it's 100 proof. Those are basically the rules. So okay. it was supervised by a government official. That's a thing. But, yeah, it still follows the same legalities. Yeah. It doesn't. It didn't break down in the legal aspect of things. I think it broke down in, like, it's just, we can still – listen, Sean and I can make something. If it took four years and we made it in one season and just Sean and I yep. made it and the government oversaw it, we can call it bottle and bond as long as the 100. It's going to be awful. It's not going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> we have tried to age our own, you know, you age your own bourbon in one of those little mini teeny barrels and – so bad. It went horrible. So it, bad. it was. It was uh, somehow we got like a layer of like mold sitting on top. Uh, like, how uh, could you get mold in a thing of whiskey? Well, we, you know what the problem is? is <laughs> it's so dry in Colorado. <laughs> it's so dry in Colorado. We didn't realize that you had to be like conditioning the barrel like through yeah. here. Actually, I don't think it was mold. It was like uh, when you make a uh, like a mother. You know what is that? Yes. What's that stuff called? Yeah, it was. It was basically we made like a whiskey kombucha. Kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! It was horrific. <laughs> The problem with the small barrels is your surface area to the whiskey is so much different. There's a yeah. really good reason, come to find out. They use 53-gallon barrels. Everyone uses 53-gallon barrels except Texas, basically. Texas basically. is like, you want this age tomorrow? We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it on the rickhouse. We're good to go. Yeah. But those small barrels are tricky because things change really fast. What yeah. a lot of people talk about the small barrels is, you get the oak without the age, yeah, which is the problem. You so. don't get all the because you don't go through that process of the wood going in and out in the maturation. The whiskey, so you, going yeah. In and out. No, sorry, the the, the whiskey going in. And out. So you don't get all the 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 sweet caramel notes from the the oak. You just are imparting oak. Um, I think one of my favorite comments ever was someone was like, uh, "Me and my wife did this for our anniversary. We're gonna open it on the one year." And someone was like, wait, <laughs> did you try it at all? <laughs> like, no, we we're just going to wait a year. And they were like, that's going to be awful. That's dude. what we call ruin. <laughs> yeah. divorce. That's, that's a divorce. It's definitely <laughs> a divorce. Yeah, I, you it, didn't know you're supposed to do like a couple of months maybe maximum. You got to try it. All right. So we've got uh, – we're halfway through the show. Jordan, uh, yes. this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, including the brand-new exclusive Romeo and Julieta Passion. 
Don't forget to check out their social media pages, where, including YouTube, where they feature cigar reviews, interviews, and their famous weekly top five videos. Check out JR Cigars for all of your premium cigar needs, Jordan. Yes, do it. This is episode 261. We are with Dan and Sean. The Bourbon Junkies have an awesome YouTube channel. I've been watching it all week. It's great. In fact, uh, I want to ask you guys about a few episodes, and you guys oh. just tell me some of your thoughts on these episodes because I found them to be really interesting. Uh, the first one I'll ask you about is the Weller versus Pappy. It was a blind tasting, and I think you guys had, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, I think you had Pappy 15, you had uh, 107, you had Weller 12, you had Loppy, and then you had a combination of 107 and 12 uh, sort of like a blend and you guys blind taste yep. yeah the poor man's pappy and you guys blind tasted those and I was really shocked to see how poorly the Weller 12 did you want to just talk about that episode just real quick and, and let people know uh, how that went uh, tasting Weller right next to pappy gladly uh, yeah we crazy in love with Weller 12 we know that it is one bottle that a lot of people really hunt for and it's sought after and it's put up on this pedestal of amazing weeded whiskey because it, it comes with that 12 year age statement. It's really well renowned now and it's, it does look really pretty. We always love black and gold on labels. Um, it's just thin. We, we don't think it's amazing. It's 90 proof. We, we I mean, we're not proof snobs or anything, yeah. but I, I think they're just flat. better offerings. Well, Weller Full Proof is fantastic, by yeah. the way. Yeah. No, Weller Full Proof That great. episode. So the idea was, so we got to, uh, so we've had it, we, uh, what, two years ago in a raffle or a lottery, whatever you want to call them, we won a uh, Pappy 23. It was like three years ago. Okay. So three Forever years ago, we won ago. a Pappy 23. Three or four years ago, we won an Old Rip 10. Yep. So the funny thing was, is the first two Pappy Van Winkle products that we ever had, I know Old Rip's not Pappy. Some people it hate is. that, whatever. It's the it, same it's idea. It's the same mash bill. So... The funny thing was the old rip and the 23 were the only two we had had, which is literally the, the opposite ends of the spectrum, right? You get the cheapest, the most expensive, the youngest, the oldest, whatever. We like the 10. We like the 23. They're both great whiskeys. They're clearly not – Pappy 23 is not worth two grand, right? Yeah. But we this year we got a Pappy 15, which was the most sought after for us. Yeah. Because we had heard that the 15 was the sweet spot. It's also the 107 proof, which is – Listen, I our favorite proof range is like the 100 to 115 ish range. Probably. So Pappy 15 being a 107, 15 years old is a Sweet really spot. good range for a lot of whiskeys. Um, we threw that. We're like, we gotta now. We gotta we gotta show the Weller stuff is so overrated. At least the normal bottles. Yeah. We'll call them. So the 12 being the main one that I think we thought, but Pappy 15. Yep. Well, 13, 14. Definitely not. It's it's not worth the sec most bottles aren't worth secondary. I don't feel like we gotta say that all night, but it's if you get it even around retail, even up a hundred bucks or whatever, bucks, it's, it's well worth whiskey. it. Um we did that video because um for those who don't know, the Weller line and the Pappy line share the same exact mash bill. Yeah. Lot B Sazerac has one weeded mash bill. Right. So Lot B is the same proof as Weller twelve, which is why those two bottles were in the video. Mm -hmm. People have um, Antique 107 and Old Rip 10 are supposed – so people say that Old Rip 10 and Antique 107 are the same whiskeys in different barrels. People say that Weller 12 and Lot B are the same whiskey in different barrels. So the idea was 
let's kind of throw these next to each other and let's see if Lot B doesn't crush Weller 12. Yeah. Same whiskey is kind of the, the conspiracy theory behind it. And it is the same mash bill and it is the same age. It is the same proof in theory. Actually, those things are technically correct, right? Yeah. 12 years old, 90 proof, whatever. So anyways, I tell you what, it wasn't even remotely like no. Lot B Weller 12 for us. Oddly enough, we uh, we were sent to Whiskey War by a fan, and it was, do whiskeys hold true proof down? So he took all these whiskeys and proofed them down, and we loved this one blind. We're like, dude, this is amazing. Yeah. It was Weller 12 proofed down to 80 proof, hmm. and it was amazing. It's only a 10 proof difference, <laughs> but it was better. It's fantastic, yeah. actually. I, I, I don't know where that would have ranked in our, our little blind experiment there, but it would have definitely gone up. Yeah, it was fantastic. We typically... happy though. Yeah, we typically, ahead, uh, no, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, Jordan and I, that's sort of how we judge people's, like, bourbon palate is if you ask them <laughs> what's the best pappy, and if they say anything other than 15, I'm just sort of like, eh, I hate you. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think you know, I don't think you know what you're talking about. There's something about 15 that is the sweet spot. You said it best right then, and, like, people can say, you know, Pappy's overrated, Pappy this, that, and the 20 other 20 is actually pretty good. But it's freaking amazing. I'm Pappy 15, as much as I hate to say this because I, I'm just so disappointed that I can't get it anymore, I, Pappy 15 is, it's phenomenal. That's amazing. It's, yeah. Sorry. I think it's phenomenal. a combination of age and proof. Yeah. Sazerac, whether they, you... They, yeah, it's a sweet spot on, on both. Whether you like Sazerac or not, something that we truly believe is Sazerac is one of the best distilleries ever at aging whiskey. Yeah, they know what they're doing with their aging. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's proven year in, year out with the antique collection and what they're doing with that. And they're always putting out 17, 18-year uh, bourbons and ryes that are just fantastic. Yeah. And not many companies can put out uh, that age statement stuff, and we don't just kind of hate it because it's more or less ruined. Yeah, over-oaked, yeah. dry, bitter wood, stuff like yeah. that. Eventually, you do get too much of the oak. Or not enough whiskey. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, not, yeah. It's all gone. Have you guys ever had pre Buffalo Trace pappies? Um, so somebody sent us a an old Stitzelweller green bottle. So the the pappy yeah. bottles used to have a green like tinge to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, he sent us a pappy twenty, and it's funny because the only pappy twenty we've ever had was that the one. really old like unobtainium of whiskey, basically. That was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Not a real, it's like an impossible comparison to things now. Yeah. But it was amazing whiskey, you know, as far as that goes. But All right. Uh, one of your other shows was uh, what makes, what whiskey makes the best old fashioned? What did you guys, what did, <laughs> what did you guys, what did you guys come up with on that one? <laughs> People, listen, so what oh, we. Oh, I got to. In for that one. <laughs> What's funny, I want to give a preface to this. We gave, we did a Valentine Distillery, who we've mentioned a few times, is a distillery out of Detroit in Michigan, a craft distillery um, that we are in love with. Mm -hmm. And we like, we love the people there, we love the products they put out, all that stuff. So at one point in time, we did, uh, we went down there and they have a cocktail lounge where they mm -hmm. make really good, like fancy cocktails. Yeah, like well done ones. Very yeah. well done. We're going to call them we professional do. cocktails. Yeah. Sean and I each did a separate episode with their bartender, mm -hmm. and she was teaching us how to make cocktails. Yeah, Laura was great. She was fantastic. So that being said, that was like a year ago. We made old fashions in that video, and people were like, you guys have no idea how to make an old fashioned. <laughs> no. What we learned is we really don't. Is 
that the better whiskey we put in the old fashioned, the better the old fashioned was. Yeah, do you want to go what uh, you remember what yours were? Ardbeg Wee Beastie. Don't ever ever do that. Makes the worst old batch we've ever had. It was heinous. <laughs> it was pretty it was rotten gym socks. Moldy. Oh, it was geez. moldy, like you were referencing earlier. It's got oh. the mother. It, it had some funk on her. Let's put it that way. Right. So but I wouldn't use scotch to make it old-fashioned. Not that one. No. I used uh, Elijah Craig. I used uh, C9. It was, a, it was a Elijah yeah, Craig like barrel proof, one yeah. of them. Yeah. And that was fantastic. It was yeah. really good. That was, hands down, the best one. Did you make one with rare breed rye? I think. So whatever, it was either rare breed or rare breed rye. I think it was rare breed rye. Whatever Sean made his old-fashions with were first and second. And then mine were a very far removed third and fourth. <laughs> Yours were fucking awful, buddy. Um, we made those old fashions as we made a cocktail video because we don't do that and it was fun. That was the only reason we did it. And uh, oh, other side. <laughs> oh, there's um, plenty of uh, yeah. footage of us dropping stuff. Yeah, but it was a good. It was a really fun episode. People yeah. hate the fact that we. I don't. I don't even know what we messed up in making it, which is the problem. Yeah. I don't know how to correct our issues. But Ardbeg makes the worst one. Um, I think ECBP made the best one. Yeah. So, well, you, you oh, guys, goodness. we got to tell you guys that uh, Jordan invented the greatest old fashioned of all time. Jordan, tell them about your uh, white, okay. your white trash old fashioned. White trash old fashioned. So I was. <laughs> it's one of these days where I was just no ingredients. I was looking back and forth until I found my kids had some Otter Pops in the in the freezer, and I realized it's all that's all the ingredients basically. I had bourbon, so that's my ice. <laughs> that's my cherry. That's my orange. That's my sugar. All I need, all you need, is bitters and bourbon, and you got an old fashioned <laughs> white trash. Okay, how'd it I'm come out? I'm pretty sure I'm super into this idea immediately. <laughs> <laughs> the problem, the problem with cocktails is we're too lazy to make them. 100. This right. is the issue. This is yeah. the perfect you cocktail solved, for you. You just sir, you solved literally every issue we have. Yeah. <laughs> you can stir it with the popsicle. Exactly, it's your stick, like, <laughs> and it's. It, I mean. It's not that bad, actually. Jordan, we should have had that. We should have had that video uh, queued up. We have, yeah, we have a great uh, a video for that. Uh, all right, there was another. Here's another one. This was the last uh, show I'll ask you guys about. Uh, this is one that particularly interests me, and maybe you can help me out. Tips on finding rare whiskey. How do we do it? Okay, so that was a video we shot. Actually, we changed sets about 472 times to be yeah. exact. So, um, that was a uh, video we shot in the old set, the mm-hmm. worst building. 13-foot ceilings, cement all everywhere, block. all yeah. brick, yeah. But anyways, so we shot that video, mm-hmm. and I still, if we remade that video in this location, I stand by everything we said in that video. 100%. It's based on, on store relationships. Yeah, so that was probably our number one point is um, wherever you're located, right. go out and find the stores that you want to support. Yeah. Start talking to them, um, especially if they're doing like store picks and stuff like yeah. that. Talk to people doing the store picks. That goes a long way. People... Um, really like having interaction with people. The more you do that, the the more they're going to recognize you when you come in. They're going to know you're supporting the store. Yeah. And then they're going to be like, you know, hey, I know you're into this stuff. Yep. I just got a bottle of this. How you feeling about that? And then that I think that's the number one best way to go about it. Well, and I think the reason because I think one of and one of our buddies like runs the shop in Midland, yep. right? So the the whole point was a lot of. We were speaking from experience. At that point in time, the channel was drastically smaller. And we say buddy because we know him now from doing what we from were just that, saying, just yeah. going in and talking to him and getting yes. to know him, and then now he's our friend. Yeah, so. and, and we we go and go to meetups and hang out with him. Yep. We'll go and chat with him in the shop. You know, and he's one of those guys 
he runs a shop and he's super into whiskey. And what you find, Works out well like for Sean us. just mentioned, if you find a shop that does store picks, there's not always, but a lot of the time, there's somebody in that shop into whiskey. That's why they're doing store picks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you find that person, they want to talk whiskey. Yeah. They don't listen. There's a lot of people that walk in and buy vodka and fireball and all that stuff every day. Yep. But there's not a bunch of people who go in there and buy a nice bottle 1920 because they know what 1920 yeah. is, right? So if you go in there and you create that relationship and you take care of the store, the reason we mentioned buying store picks, because that's them going out on a limb, spending a lot of money up front to put a case of bottles out there with their sticker on it that might not sell, mm-hmm. that they picked, right? So it's a really personal thing to buy their store picks. You're helping the store out, not Absolutely. just, listen, I can buy Fireball from the gas station, yeah. right? It doesn't matter. So if you go in there and you support them, they're probably going to turn around and support you. Yeah. Some of the other ways, I we, found Elmer driving from store to store. I was going to say, yeah, there's a guy hunting. in our uh, Facebook community, and uh, he posts pictures all the time. I think he hits every store in Florida. Talking Bourbon Santa. Yeah. Bourbon Santa. And every store in Florida about <laughs> twice a week. Um, just Finds hunting all over. Stuff. That's what he does. He just drives around um, while he's out and about. He'll just go to different stores and find different things. And he's found a lot of crazy good stuff. Just going to all these little holes in the wall or just going down, just hunting down everything. Yep. There there are also people that have said hunting's... Yep. Um. And well, listen, one of the one of the old Forcer 2020s we found this year was literally me calling people. Yeah. And not places I shop. Yeah. I called places I literally don't shop for reasons. I don't shop there for a reason. Yeah. But we know what days they get delivery and then yeah. we'll call them. And then and they still were like, yeah, man, we got an old Forcer Birthday Urban. It's this much money. If you want it, you can come get it. I'm like, please hold it. We will be there. Does it? Did, and I went and got so it. So hunting is very real. Store relationships are the best. Because you can get you you listen there most of the time you're gonna find friends. Yeah. Actually, real quick, just to wrap up the the thought, um, Opperman, which is who we're talking about, mm-hmm. that's his name. But Opperman actually started our local whiskey group 100%. because we went and bothered him so much. He's like, "There's a bunch of other people bothering me about bourbon all the time." Doing the same thing you guys are. Why don't we all hang now out? Now we've got a bunch of friends um, that you are great. scattered throughout our videos, like when we do. Um, uh, events here we've had yeah. them over a bunch and then we'll try to well not so much right now but we used to try to do a monthly meetup yeah and if nothing else not getting i mean if we don't get any bottles that month we still get to go see our friends it's and hang out and just it's an awesome share. community it's great now do, do you find it helps at all to like you know go to shake their hand and you have like a couple 20s just kind of <laughs> hidden <laughs> hidden in your hand no because no, i'll tell you this no. you know okay. the, the, the last time i, I did yet the last time I did that to the girl, I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm looking for some," uh, and I and I did this, and that was like a terrible mistake. Looking for got, some action. She got the wrong impression, <laughs> and she and, and and she was like, "You know, I just sweep the floor here, you know." So I have the, so so I guess paying them <laughs> off. You got to really Wrong be story. careful. You got to be really careful about how you how you handle that. So, anyways, real quick, uh, yeah. And this will be the last thought. I promise. The best way be. to do it, I promise. So it's funny you say that. The best way to do it instead of handing them 20s, right, is opening the bottle of whiskey with them when you buy it. Oh, yeah. The only reason that we got a CYPB mm. in 2018 was because we opened it in the store yeah. with the with the, with the the owner, right? Yeah. Opening bottles with the owner shows them you're not flipping it on secondary mm-hmm. and gives them the opportunity to try it. So if they do have more, they can sell it to people and they've had it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, do you I'm tell done. them, like, when I buy this, I'm going to open it right here and let you have some? Um. A lot of times, like one time, like when we walked in, it was like, do you want to try it? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. 
It's like, all right, man, cool. We'll open it right. And then we tried it right there. Absolutely. A lot of stores up, up here do that. I don't know about everywhere. So it's a good thing. Definitely. Like you said to ask, but up here now, yeah, when we might, get something, we just a little it. frowned upon if you just buy a bottle of liquor and then open it in the <laughs> store and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, Let's do this. How many liquor stores have you guys slept out in front of? Are slept you, in front of? Yeah. Uh, 74 to be exact. Good, good, good. <laughs> you went so you're not above that. All right. Very early in the morning. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We've done that. So only times. one, I think. We're not allowed <laughs> to do that anymore, really. No, they ch- they stopped that. That's how we used to get some of the best stuff, was camping out. <laughs> camping out on that night, you know, the big night. Right. We used to go to a, a raffle um, when they used to do it at this store every year, and it was pretty much you walk in the door, the one that we got our pappies from. Um, you just walked in, you got a ticket, and then if those just randomly mix them up, you pull one out. Yeah. If you get called, you can buy anything that's left. Um, limit one per person type yeah. deal. And people would line up for that to make sure that they're, they were in the door. I, I mean, it really didn't matter. You weren't allowed to camp, though. Yeah, but people yeah. were in the parking lot waiting for this place to open. And I was like, you know, if you make it in the door, it really doesn't matter. But yeah. for some people, it did. Sure. All right, so uh, before we get to our top, we got a bunch of top threes. We got four top threes that we're going to let you guys tell us about uh but you know one thing that's and here's another one of my kind of pet peeves jordan bugaboo bugaboo it's like you're you're at a party and you're talking to a guy and you're like he's like yeah i'm, I'm really into bourbon and i'm like yeah me too like i'm really into bourbon and i'm like you know what do you like and he's like oh he's like woodford uh maker's mark and bullet like and i, I don't know what to say to those things like oh, out of yeah. those mainstream like i don't know what you call those they're like somewhere in between like uh, super cheapy, not that great, but then they're not horrible all the time. Like those those mainstream bourbons. What do you think of those like mainstream bourbons? What's the best one out of you know, say Bullet or Maker's Mark or Woodford? I think regular Woodford because I think that was probably uh, my intro into bourbon. Like I would buy Woodford and I was like, I'm fancy. Look at this bottle. <laughs> this thing was thirty-five dollars. Yeah, I'm fancy. I'm I'm splurging for Woodford at this point in time. Yeah. Um. So the problem is, is I st- when when this whole thing started was when you could get Elmer T. Lee for thirty-five to forty dollars consistently, yeah. right? And you were. And that you were crushing. I got into whiskey on Elmer T. Lee and E. H. Taylor small batch mm-hmm. at thirty-five-ish bucks, right? But in the consistency today. You know what I would do? Can I, I'm going to add an option. Can I add oh, an option? Yes. That one. I'm adding an option. Old Forester Hunter Proof. Yeah. It's well, got to be But that's old good, though. That's, but that's super good. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's actually really, really good. Well, you're saying, yeah. you're saying worse whiskey. Okay, I see what you're saying. Like these common, like. Prob- dude, I might. I'm talking, might about the, I'm talking about the guy who says like, every, he's, a, he's a, a total bourbon drinker, and then I ask him what he drinks, and he says. Like, you know, when I hear bullet, bullet. I just, uh, I cringe. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on bullet. <laughs> All right, let's, bullet let's, let's do some top threes. Uh, this is what people want to get from you guys. So I'm going to, we're going to do the top threes. Jordan, we can comment, but I'm, let's not do our own top three. Nah. Uh, let's just let them. But I will say answer. weekly top three. Here we go. Weekly top three, baby. That's we the got, official jingle we got uh, four of these all right so you guys can each answer separately on each one of these uh we'll start with uh dan first dan the top three best cheap bourbons the top three and i'm gonna i'm gonna categorize it for you under 30 dollars oh i'm so happy that i picked (laughs) one i picked 
<laughs> based on the category. So I didn't know the price range, but I picked under, so we're good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ours are also kind of melted together. I'm going with cheap. So pick one, I'm going cheap. So these are going to be a culmination of both of our picks, basically. Yeah. Because that's what I got the bottle sitting in front of us so we can show them and move on. So, okay. Cheap whiskeys. We're going cheap first, like real cheap. Okay. Oh, that's under the... the there we go. This okay. one, right there. We got the old, very old Barton. I have not been Ooh, able to find that. We don't I get that. We, we don't get it here okay. in Colorado. We don't get it in Michigan either. Yeah. If you ever make a trip to somewhere, I think if we drive to Ohio, we can get yeah. it. So, or Illinois. The, yeah. So when you drive somewhere and you can find it. So they've removed the bottled and bond as of like three or four months ago. Yeah. That being said. The 90 proof is still fantastic. The 90 proof is fantastic. They still do the 100 proof, and it's still like 16 or 17 bucks. I'm going number one pick for for the cheapest of the options. I'm going Varial Barton. Okay. Um, it's just fantastic whiskey. The 90 proof is like super banana, <laughs> but it has a little ethanol. That's yeah. all I'll say. A little, a little spikiness in right. there. Right. Might as well tee up number two because I'll do that one. Number dose. The old Forester Hunter. Oh yeah, we talk baby. about 800 times a night. Yeah. Yeah. One baby. of the greatest bottles. In whiskey, period, if you're taking into consideration availability and price point. Yes. That's everywhere. everywhere. $25. Bucks. It's $24.99 in Michigan. Um, it's 100 proof. It's about four to five years old. Four, I think it's four years old. And it mixes well in cocktails if you like cocktails. You can throw ice in it because it's 100 proof. Mm -hmm. And it's just really – we have restocked this bottle probably five or six times. Yeah. And that probably gets stocked more than anything in the hut right and now. And it's amazing. It's amazing. And you can you just go back and buy more. You don't have to feel bad drinking it. I that, don't want to feel bad drinking it. I feel like that was kind of hard to find like a few years ago. And now it's just it's pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Thank and God. it's fan the 86 proof honestly is a close second for yeah. me to that. I love the the 86 proof is sweeter. It's a lower proof. I, I wouldn't throw ice in the 86 proof, but just a sweeter whiskey than the 100 proof. The 100 has a little more oak, a little mm. less banana. Yeah. But and then banana. number number one in the list. Hey, baby. Early times bottle and bond. Wow, it's just, that is a great. That I mean, is a great choice. Bond, so you know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, everybody can give Sean a hard time for this because I didn't say this one oh out loud. Oh my gosh, please say it. <laughs> so real, like to. I would like to also point out, Dan used to give me so much shit about loving this bottle. True. Like I was diehard for it, and Dan was like, "It's not good whiskey." Then we blinded it a couple times, and he kept putting it first in every blinds time. Every, just single time. every single time. And I was like, you can't call it bad whiskey anymore. He's like, I will. That's just to make you angry. So the, this was made and in, in owned by Brown Foreman, which was. Brown Foreman is some a thing, a company. We're a big fan of their, their flavor profiles across yes. the board. But um, it's now it's owned now by Sazerac, Sazerac, so we shall see. But there's some talks of, of it still being under – uh, Brown Foreman is like a contact Master contract West. distillery type hmm. deal. I don't know. There's talk about it. There's talk. It no one really knows the, no the future idea. of it. Nope. I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, stress in by every case you can find right now. Um, I'd buy a few. I a couple. Because the, it could, a they might get rid of the bottle and bottle and they might get rid of the liter. It, we'll see. Yeah. It'll but be it, it's a liter of whiskey. We've already said it before for twenty two ninety nine. That is just fantastic. Uh, like the, the same reason Dan said about the 100. You can drink it neat. You can drink it with some ice. You can throw it in a cocktail. Yep. All around. Between questions, we got an audience question. Uh, why the strong proof okay. preference? Okay, so the, the I guess to simplify it, an 80 proof whiskey wasn't born or bottled, or it wasn't born or made at 80 proof, right? Yeah. So 
And any proof whiskey has it, been watered down. Yeah, they cut it. By the distillery. So what happens, like, and you can do the experiment at home. Go buy a barrel-proof whiskey and then add water to it until you can't, until a lot of the flavor goes away. And a yeah. lot of times that's what happens around 80 proof. It becomes really easy to drink, but you lose a lot of, like, the profile. Yeah. The, a lot of the love. That punching-the-face characteristic that we want. Yes. <laughs> now, but that being said, I don't often drink whiskeys at, like, a 125 to 130 proof. No. Not often. It, that's a, that's our, like, Friday night pour. It's, it's something a little more special. You take your time with it. Um, you, there's more just, intense. I, there's, yeah, there's <laughs> usually something more to a higher proof bourbon um, in the facts of it just has more flavor, I right. feel. A lot of whiskeys go, depends on the distillery, it's up to them, but it, it, a lot mm-hmm. of whiskeys go into the barrel at 110 proof or 120 proof. It's allowed to be 125 proof. Yep. That being said, there's a lot of distilleries starting to put in uh, their distillate into barrels at 110-ish proof, so mm-hmm. a lower proof. Wild Turkey does it. Michter's does it. A lot of distilleries. So the 100, 100 seems to be a really happy place for me. Yeah. 100, you still got a lot of flavor, a ton of flavor, and you, but you don't get the hug and the burn. Yeah, you don't get crazy palate fatigue or anything from drinking it. You can drink it, more it's, of it's it. Crushable. It's crushable. Yeah, it's crushable. It's yeah. crushable. <laughs> um, so the 115 proof, the reason that we – I think normally in a video, we'd say we like 100 to 116.4 proof because we like rare breed a lot. And that's yeah. 116.4 <laughs> or 116.8. But the the 100 to 115, 116 range yeah. is a happy range in which it won't blow you up. Yeah. It won't end your night right away. Still a ton of flavor is generally why we say 100%. that. Well, I don't, know, I don't know about with you guys, but for me, it's also like a texture thing. Like the, you're getting those higher proofs. I like that like syrupy texture, mouthfeel, you could say. Mm-hmm. Oil, dude. You want a nice mouthfeel. If you don't get a nice mouthfeel, you're missing out. Old Forester 100. I call it a mouthfeel. I'm sorry, that Old Forester Rye. At, well, that is 100 proof. Dude, the but Old, Old Forester Rye, Rye is has an insane mouth experience. Yes, we'll call like 23 percent yes. barley. But it has a ton of malted barley in it, yeah. which creates like an oil. Slick. It's an oil slick. Oh, yep. it's amazing. It's right here. That's what, I, that's what I started my night. Oh, with. so good. Can't go wrong. That's all Can't go wrong. Doing. So good. Have you guys ever? Have you guys before I do the next type top three? Have you guys ever delved into like the really cheap bourbon just to see if there's any hidden gems way, 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 way down there? Like my like my brother, he lives in Jacksonville. He's just a couple years well, older than I am. Fifteen bucks. He's like a he's like a curmudgeon, <laughs> and like I t- I tell him like. Yeah, I got this bourbon. It was like sixty-five dollars. He's like, "What? Why would you spend more than ten dollars on a bottle of bourbon?" <laughs> you know, like. But have you have you ever, you know, like dived deep down into some of the like super cheapies just to see if there was anything like kind kind of hiding out down there? Yes. So, not intentionally, <laughs> but very recently this happened. So, one of the things I like Sean mm-hmm. doesn't is JTS Brown, right? It's disgusting. Sean hates it, and I love it. Now, um. We both like the very old Barton 90 proof, which is, I think, a $13 bottle of whiskey. Oh, it's so find cheap. It. So, okay. A man named Matthew Pillsbury. Prepare yourself. Just sent us <laughs> this bottle of whiskey with the worst label of all time. But the whiskey was, what did they say? They said $8.99 on sale. Yeah. $14 not on sale. Yeah, normal $15. And I swear to God, you guys will see this label and be like, I'd never buy that. <laughs> so this Ooh. is what it looks like. <laughs> It's called Virgin Bourbon 101 Proof. It's seven years old. Supposedly sourced from Heaven Hill. Yeah. Mm. So we're talking 101 Proof, seven-year-old Heaven Hill for about 14 bucks. It's so cheap. It, it's fantastic. Jeez. Wow. Uh, people were saying that also could be the, the old Ezra. Like a, sure. basically the same stuff as old Ezra. Yeah. Um, 
dude, I would buy this over almost <laughs> any cheap bottle ever if this was in Michigan. Mm, sub 20? Yeah. That might be one of the best ones. We had such low expectations when we drank it. And I was like, oh, that's not bad. It's, it is, it is, uh, it's up for worst label of all time. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, we, that, that's just not winning any awards. <laughs> we will we'll keep our eye out for that one, that's for sure. All right, next uh, top three. This is the top three sleeper bourbons, like underrated bourbons. Like It's kind of almost the same question uh, in a way, but, may, but this doesn't have the price uh, restriction on it. So like, like, what might guys find at their local uh, store that they wouldn't expect? To, there, you just kind of gave one example, but are there other ones as a top three that are sort of like unexpected, underrated gems? I'm super happy that you didn't just say a price point because there's, we have a wildly different price <laughs> variation here. One bottle in the three that is a drastically higher price point. It's so, the other two put together. Yeah. One of the bo- one of the things we talk about on the channel a lot, like a ton, is the value in store picks. Mm-hmm. And I know store picks differ. They're all single barrels generally. But a store pick of these are new. So Old Scout. Yeah, I love that. A, oh, yeah. So Old Scout was doing – Old Scout used to do MGP. We have a, like a seven- or eight-year MGP Old Scout up there from like 2013 or 14 yeah. or 15 or something. They switched to Dickel, which is a Tennessee source, which and we are not a fan of. They ruined it. They ruined they it. They ruined it. In our opinion <laughs> – they ruined it. So um, they switched back to Indiana within yep. the past year. Yeah. So a lot of if you if you look at them, a lot of the five years, which this is a five year, you probably can't see it. They're barrel proof. They're forty to fifty dollars, and they're MGP. A five year MGP. They're a great what match. What you do though. is you look right on the back. It's in big letters right here that says Up distilled here. in Indiana. Now yep. it used to not say where it was distilled when it was Dickel. No, it did. Uh, it was not, just smaller not in print. big letters. Smaller not like print. that. Sorry. It was. Um, it was an eight. Now it's a, a twelve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I've had yeah, some they're, good. They're I've had some good old that scouts. That's that is. Yeah, that's it, a great pick. It seemed like guys. those were around for a while, and then all, all of a sudden they were just gone. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah, the what's the, the, they the make the one with the elephant on it? It's like uh, yes, uh, it's contradiction. Like, yes, yep. yeah, that one. That's that's pretty good too. The these ones specifically, the old scout. These this is specifically a store pick. Uh, uh, this is a store pick from Mecklen County ABC, but. These store picks, we've had, I think, three of them now, and all of the new Fantastic. Indiana store picks are death easily worth the price that yeah. they cost. So, All right, number two. Um, number two is the... Is oh, the I wouldn't go with that one. I'd end it no, with that one. No, that's the more surprising one. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the most expensive one. Yeah. We talked about this one a lot. If this you, has come up on our channel uh, several w- times. so many times in the last like two months or so. Probably way less than that, i um, Maybe last month. Yeah. But we got gifted this bottle. This Sam Houston 14. Sam Houston 14. Hmm. Amazing. It's around 100 to 130 dollars depending on where you're at. Yep. Ooh. Okay. They did different blends for each state. Yeah. So it's like a three barrel blend that they did um, in separate batches for each state that it was released to. So like we have Kentucky 02, right? Yep. Um, but we recently just got to try like Tennessee 01. Yes. Also fantastic. fantastic. Um, just crazy, crazy good uh, bourbon and unsurprising to us after having it we're like this will probably be top 10 of for sure year. for the year of the year um and it's just a like a non-known label that would be in the top 10 i think it's a 98 proof and it's a new label yeah so the people who make it make a lot of other whiskeys you've probably purchased at a much lower um quality want, want that you want same houston so they make it 12 year as well but the 14 is such a standout in a lot of stuff we've had this year they source the whiskey from Bardstown, um, Bardstown Bourbon Company 
but, in in yeah. Kentucky. But, but you don't know where Bardstown sourced that. Bardstown from. doesn't have twelve-year-old no. whiskey, so Bardstown actually sourced it from somewhere else. So these bottles are actually nobody knows where they're sourced from. That's why it for a little bit before anybody made a video on them, they were sitting on shelves because nobody knew what they were and they cost a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's really hard to pull the trigger on a hundred-dollar bottle. You've never Back seen to that black of. and gold label, though. I'm, I'm a sucker you. for it. It's sexy. <laughs> it is sexy. All right, yeah. number th- number three. Needless to say. All right, number three. Listen, is that the single barrel? This is the single barrel. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. This, this is, I think, going to be the most surprising of the hidden gem. Because this stuff's available yeah. in certain states. Virginia. And others. But yeah. Virginia, Virginia for sure. Yeah, it seems one that it's rampant in. So this is a John J. Bowman. Uh, uh, it's just Virginia whiskey. This is specifically a single barrel. It's 100 proof, 50% ABV. Yeah. The reason I put this in here. The reason <laughs> I thought of this. how It's Buffalo Trace distillate. Yeah, so they source from Buffalo Trace. And then they redistill it in Virginia. Uh, so they can call it uh, their own Virginia distillate. But it's Buffalo Trace. But it's definitely Buffalo Trace. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. Like, they could be each other single barrel. Yeah, that's we basically what it. it is. But this is findable. Yeah. This is like $58 or 60 bucks, And it's absolutely amazing. If you go to, especially, I, I know in Virginia, it's in the ABC stores. At every single one of them. Yep. It's in other states as well. It's not in Michigan, but it is in a lot of states. Mm-hmm. If you go ever go to Virginia or the states that they actually distribute to, this is a really good replacement for each Taylor single barrel. It's not, not as 100%. good, but it's a good replacement. So I've, you can't find each Taylor single barrel. The highest proof I've ever found was a, a, a barrel proof of. I don't know if it was you know it wasn't that that same pick, but it was 159 proof of that of that juice, and pretty insane. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's getting a little character. too much. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's, that's right. We call that hazmat. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> um, not a morning for. All right, so let's move on. This is going to be an interesting one because this really gets to the to the heart of your guys' palates and what you love most about bourbon. The top three best bourbons at any price. And uh, however you can come across getting them, what are your top three favorites? You just want to start with kick this her one? Kick her off. We're kicking her off. Uh, well, I mean, we've talked a lot about Old Forester tonight. Brown so, Foreman. Yeah. Yeah. This is the uh, Old Forester's President's Choice. I don't remember when this one is from. Uh, we got a num- preface. Number 10. We got preferences. Okay. Everybody's going to hate this because it's hard to find. Yes, this is distillery only. But these were. Once a year. These that's the okay. We're that's okay. Best in class, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, let the hate pour in on this. But, <laughs> best in class. Um, you had a couple bottles now year in year out it's just fantastic yeah. bourbon um i mean talking about aging whiskey well the president's choice pulls no punches they're aged perfection yeah uh good proof on all of them just amazing mouthfeel everything through and through we love those bottles they're um the interesting thing about the old forester president's choice it's it's a thing that they used to make like a thousand years ago <laughs> clearly i'm yeah before prohibition clearly i'm a historian they made them a thousand years ago for the president, <laughs> and then they brought them back recently, and they they released them distillery only in a few like really local shops in Kentucky. Yeah, because you have to legally. Those old force for president's choice are all like I think nine to eleven years old. Yeah. If you blind them and you don't guess fifteen years, I'd be blown away. Yeah, they're all unicorns. Every single one of it's them. It's as oaky as Pappy. It's off profile to like an old force from nineteen twenty. It drinks like the most special occasion whiskey on the planet. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. You might that sounds the other amazing. One. All right, let's see the next one. Yeah. We're going to end with that one? We're going to switch it up. Okay. We're going to switch distilleries up. Yeah. So the second one we're going with is an old Carter. This is a bourbon specifically. Yep. Um, 
this is a single barrel. This is a 12 year <sighs> old Carter's bourbons The the people over at old Carter are blending perfection angels. Yeah. Wow. Tears specifically. I feel like they've been sent down solely to blend whiskey and then put it out in these really cool bottles that are gorgeous that look really good next to each They're other. They're doing a very good <laughs> job at it, too. So um, these old Carters are barreled at barrel strength. This one's 118.9 proof, so it's a kind of low right barrel that, proof. Yeah, I was going to say, it's right about that perfection range for us. Um, they're not cheap. They're not. 200 bucks. They're drastically easier to find than some of the stuff we already talked about. Yep. But um, they're all, I should say, they're all over Kentucky. That's where they release a lot. Yeah. These. You're going to find one of these before you stumble across a press choice uh, about that you'll you'll stumble across a case of these yeah every time you hear the word <laughs> old horse or president's choice so um the old carter stuff the rise are great the american whiskeys are great yep. that bourbon is actually one of our favorite bourbons that we currently have in inventory yeah that like kicked out that. um so in our our normal set we've got the, the shelf behind us which is like the the crazy our favorite stuff. yeah our yeah. favorites and that we opened it and out of the neck we said that's going on that shelf yeah it has to it's so mm, good for sure Wow, I've wow, never right. even heard of it. Have you heard of Old it? Old Carter. No. Um, it's a couple small. It's it's Matt and Sherry Carter, yep. and they started a distillery. That is Source Whiskey. I believe it's from MGP. It could be wrong. Uh, I do believe you're right. I believe MGP. it's from MGP. They're great people, and they're making great products. We have two of the ryes. We have one of the bourbons. Um, and like them all. I'm telling you, the, the Batch 5 people, bourbon. I was going to say, people were fa- saying Batch 5 bourbon is like bourbon of the year right Whiskey now. Whiskey of the year right yeah. now. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. But hmm. Wow. Okay. The final the final one, the final favorite. What do you got? Last well, one. back to the same old distillery. Yeah. Now they just released their new 2020. <laughs> yeah. Which for the first time will be available outside of Kentucky this yes. year. So this is the King of Kentucky from Brown Foreman. Wow. This is a 15-year-old barrel proof. They're every... Every King of Kentucky is a single barrel. Yep. Um, so you'll, they release X amount of barrels at one time. Um, like I said, 15 years. It's non-chill filtered. This one's 66.05%. She's a little warm. It'll wake you up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that one, uh, that was one that we never even had a chance uh, to even see because it's Kentucky only. Yep. We'd never be down there to find it at any point in time. And someone was nice enough to hand deliver it to us all the way up here in Michigan. Yeah. And um, it, it knocked our socks off uh, the same way the, the old Carter did from the first pour. We're like, whoa, what is, is this? It is actually, so we had it kind of within a few weeks of Mictors 20, which is really good. We don't have a bottle of Mictors 20, but we were able, somebody let us borrow a bottle to review and drink a little bit of. That King Kentucky was the first bottle that we said may beat a yeah. Mictors 20 in a blind. Yeah, it, it flew close to the sun on that one. Yeah. That's um, incredible. That's 20, two, the two top, your two top ones. I'm not even familiar with them at all. So that's a, that's awesome. Yeah, they're very. The if you find a King of Kentucky at a semi, I think the retail is like two seventy. Yeah, uh, honestly, not cheap. One of the best bourbons I've ever had in my life. So, uh-huh. hmm. all right. I would, I would much rather pay for one of those than I would like a Pappy Fifteen at this point yeah, in time. Hundred percent. Really? Wow, that's impressive. Hands down. All right, Jordan, here we go. The final top three. Uh-oh. And, Jordan, you might have some thoughts on this one, too. I'm not sure. The top three most overrated bourbons. Now, these are the ones that, you know, guys rave about and this and that and the other. But you know what? They just, they really aren't all they're cracked up to be. And I, I hate, and I, you know, I hate pointing them out, but we got to, right? This is what this is, what this is all about. So, so what are your top three, like, overrated, like, bourbons that kind of fall flat? Man, we uh oh you're going to go with that one. First, we got to huh? save some people some money. Okay, yeah, we 
we put out these videos every now and then of like overrated bourbons and stuff like that. And it's kind of a negative topic to tell people that, you know, it's not that good. We get a lot of comments on those videos of people <laughs> just being like, how dare you? This is amazing. I was like, all right, I guess it's our opinion, but okay. Um, man, you're kicking off with a pretty one right there. Little, little old oh. fit. If we, were wow. if we were basing it on glass, this one wouldn't be on the list. No, that's a sexy no, that's bottle. a $100 decanter right there. It's a beautiful. We have uh, stripped uh, one of these decanters and made a poor man's pappy bottle out it's of it. It's just so dang so, pretty. <laughs> but the old fits. Um, this one actually is probably our favorite series 15? we've had. Yeah. yeah. But that was the only one we actually said was worth the money so far. They've also out of five. They've all been at least 120 ish dollars. I think the nine this year is the cheapest one so far. The problem with it is you're getting probably about a six ECBP. Most of the time, in our opinions, better. Yes. Um, you're getting probably a sixty-ish dollar bottle of whiskey in a really cool decanter, yeah. in our mm-hmm. opinion. Gotcha. Yeah, I, th- these are just not well-aged Heaven Hill products. I don't feel you're paying for that glass. Yeah, you're definitely paying for the glass, yeah. and there just happens to be whiskey in it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it's not, not that great. It's I I really w- I wonder I wondered about that product, and because I see people I've only seen that like once or twice. I see people posting it and talking about it, and I thought. I wondered, like, if it was as good as it is. I'm glad that you guys, you know, now I know. Don't buy it. Boom. Don't buy it. Boom. I'm, I'm, I'm set. All right. What's next? What also blows my mind is, like, the William Heaven Hill products, which is their distillery-only stuff, yeah. gets up to, like, 16 years, and it's great. It's amazing. The William Heaven Hill 12, we just had in a blind, and it came first, and it wasn't even close with anything else. And it was like, okay, well, you obviously can age some whiskey to that age. I don't know what's going on with the decanter series, but yeah. they're, they're just not coming across as, as well-aged. Yeah, I think, um, like you said, paying for a nice, really nice glass decanter. It's real pretty. With a little whiskey in her. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Well, We're gonna, you, can, you can end on that one. I, oh, I, I, see, this one. I see this one coming. I see it coming. So, I'll let Dan t- number two is going to be well Oh, involved. no. And I'm, listen... I know everybody's <laughs> gonna hate this. So. Yep. Um, Weller Twelve. And it looks pretty though. One of the most sought after bourbons on the planet, probably relatively, we'll say. Yeah. Um, it's up there for sure. Weller Antique One Hundred Seven. We both like more. Mm-hmm. Weller Bullproof is fantastic. <laughs> we like CYPB more. We almost like, like the whole line. Almost like the whole line more. Yeah. Um, and then Weller Twelve is going for three hundred dollars on secondary. So <clears throat> it's. It's, then it's, the Weller uh, single barrel is going for like six hundred. Yeah, um, get a crate and hype. The Weller lineup is one of those lineups that recently has increased on it, the retail has increased. Oh yeah, it's, a lot. The Antique One Hundred Seven went from twenty five to forty or fifty. Fifty. Special Reserve went from like eighteen to 50, forty, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the twelve stayed the same at like forty. So this is the funny thing it. is we've seen in two years of like hunting, having store relationships, all that we've seen one bottle of Weller twelve. Literally, yeah, we've seen one. So, um, we believe because it's so hard to find, yeah. and it goes for so much money. One of the most now, if you make poor man's pabu, that's fantastic. Oh yeah, it's definitely worth the money to do that. Yep. Yeah, um, and if you could get it for a retail, yeah, right? It'd be uh, back it'd be in great. the day. You could get it all the time. It was thirty bucks, like right, no brainer. And that's the honestly, I wouldn't feel cheated for thirty bucks. And and if you could see if if I didn't have to like walk when you see Weller Twelve in the store now, you're like, is that two hundred dollars? Is that why it's yeah. here? You know what I mean? So it's a nice trophy you got up there, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. What's your last pick? 
Someone said we didn't do any bottle flips. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I was going to try to catch it in the back, but it didn't work out. <laughs> uh, 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 bookers. Oh, all of bookers. Well, all wait, of wait, hold on. Not every single Let one. us preface the bookers with the re the recent price jump to $100. I can say in Michigan, it's now $100. MSRP everywhere is $100. At really? $60, we used to buy a lot of them. Um, we used to have probably four or five on the shelf yeah. and i think we have one now yep. one or two and that's two. it yeah. um i just don't want to spend a hundred dollars for that whiskey because it's the same thing basically right. every time you get real nutty high proof bourbon <laughs> and that's it you know what a de- what cigar. a debacle what a debacle that was the whole like raising the price and then they like they lowered it back they lowered it back down and now they're kind of slowly trying to get it back up to that I think price it's like again. 75 for us it, it was usually? it was basically like the whole classic coke thing like they totally like <laughs> they totally like screwed the pooch on that one right i mean that was that was a disaster wasn't it guys so yeah, yeah someone told us that uh, bookers they always thought was worth more money than what they sold it for sure and so yeah, yeah so they released it at a lower price and it was always their intention to raise the price and then I think they just kept going until people were like, I don't want to pay that much. And I, I think we're at that limit. It was, I mean, at $80, we were like, I don't know. It hit $90, we are like, no. And then it went up again. We're like, what, what's happening? Yeah, Booker's has raised the price, I think, or, or, or Jim, Beam, Jim Beam or whatever. But they've raised the price. This is the fourth time. This is the fourth price raise they've done. In three years. And it's, it's one of those things now, unfortunately. Like you guys said, they raised the price. They bumped it back down. But now it's higher than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Their suggested retail from the distillery is $100. That's supposed to go into 100% um, like into the market next year, at the beginning of next year. $100 for, unfortunately, for, for six-year barrel-proof whiskey from Jim Beam. When Elijah Craig barrel-proof, you're talking yeah. 60 to 80 range. Stag Junior, Junior, if you can find it, you're talking 60 to $100 range. Um, both of both those better. products are drastically older. Mm-hmm. Jack Daniels barrel proof is amazing. You can find it sixty bucks. Yeah, single barrel barrel proofs are like uh, seventy and way better in our minds too. Every one of the bottle, every Booker's unfortunately, isn't going. Even if you're a Booker's fan, yeah, there's so va- the value at a hundred dollars compared to a, a lot of the other barrel proofs on the market. They're Terrible. pricing this at basically. Honestly, the the new Booker's price is at a craft distillery price. Yeah, but it's not a craft it distillery. Gym, yeah. It's a giant market. Yeah. So, uh, one of the guys was asking, "Do you guys are you guys including all Booker's like Little Book, any uh, any variant of Booker's, or are you just talking about like Booker's old school?" Uh, we don't really like the. I mean, so the little or the the Little Book stuff. The, all the chapters are experimental series. It's mm-hmm. it goes along the same lines as the the Masters Collection from, from Woodford. Woodford. Yeah. So the. Those are all experimentals that go for a premium. So one of our least favorite whiskeys we've ever had is the Chocolate Malted Rye Master Collection. It's a $130 bottle. From Woodford, yeah. We haven't had uh, Chapter 4 of the Little Books yet, but it's like brown rice is part and of the grain. It's part of the mash bill. Yeah, and every, people... Eh, it's every not, review not very <laughs> hot on the Saki. review. It's a sake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, we could pretty much throw... We've only had... What? Like two and three. Yeah, I was gonna say we like two and three. Yep. Those were pretty good. Yep. But still, that's another hundred and twenty dollar evaluation for a pretty okay bourbon. Yeah. All right, or boys. Whiskey, I guess. If you're a Jim Beam fan, but yeah. Yeah, that's you know what I I always liked Booker's, but then with the whole, the you know like just sending out a press release one day that said you know from now on <laughs> we're gonna sell this for 
You know, you're nine, not do ninety-five dollars. You don't. You know, in one day, you know, you can't double the price of your product. What about this? Uh, just random, uh, real quick. Top three distilleries. Off the top. Oh, of your I head. can do that quick. Can do that quick. Okay. Old Forester. Now I'm not. This one's gonna hurt. Sazerac. I was gonna say Buffalo Trace. Third, I'm gonna say uh, Redwood Empire out of California. Uh, Wild Turkey. Fair. Wow. Wow. I, I thought that the Wild Turkey 101 He's, is a good cheap pick. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, I love Rare Breed. Uh, that yeah. that was, like, still probably my go-to. I, I mean, that's one that was out. We stay on my bar cart at home, basically. I'm talking about barrel proofs for less than 100 bucks. Rare yeah. Breed's $45. Dan, Dan's seen my empties for Sean has 42 <laughs> empties of Rare Breed from last month. And it's then weird. probably, like, another 14 at least of early times you know they're, they're there yeah god we could talk literally all night like the whole, the whole henry mckenna thing the whole henry mckenna thing you know that was just oh, no, god. that was oh, a no. great hidden gem oh, you're kicking off a whole thing i know was, <laughs> that just drives me crazy i used to just be able to we just buy it just as kind of like a you know like a, a our little secret kind of a filler bourbon it wasn't crazy expensive yep. or anything and then it Wait, gets one award <laughs> right, yeah yep. come on who do you guys trust for like I, you know, everybody has their whiskeys of the years, like Jim Murray, Whiskey Bible, all this kind of stuff. Do you guys have somebody that you kind of trust as, like, they give their top whiskey of the year and you, you fall in line with that? Us. Wow. <laughs> so That's ballsy. So, okay. I'm going to say a far less conceited answer than Sean. So, oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, go ahead. Well, Jim Murray just put out a we, we like Canadian whiskey, whiskey we as like whiskey, that whiskey of the year, good sir. We whiskey love, of the year? We love that whiskey. Okay, it's very good whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey of the year, though? Okay, maybe not, but okay. hear me out. What what we always tell people is there are so many channels, and we always talk in the YouTube world because yeah. that's where we live, right? But there are so many channels on YouTube that do – one of the biggest videos of everybody's year is top X whiskeys of the year, yeah, right? We 5, 10, 8, 12, whatever. So I think your best bet is to find the channel's palette that you agree with the most, find the people that you like the same whiskey. Yeah. We like Sag Jr. We like Sazerac more than we like Heaven Hill. Yep. There are channels that like Heaven Hill much more than they like Sazerac. Yeah. If so you find those people and then they put out their list, it's way easier to trust them. Now, the Jim Murray thing, we really like that Canadian whiskey. Yeah. I that's a big We bought one that's a like, big whiskey yeah, at the, the beginning of the year. And it was one of those bottles that just kind of sat around. We drank. We're like, oh, that's pretty dang good. No one knows what this stuff is, though. Yeah. We never did a video on it because well, no one knows what it is. It's Canadian. It's Canada only. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's Canadian whiskey. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's a cast strength rye. It's fantastic. But yeah. whiskey of the year, though, huh? I mean, <laughs> it was kind of along the same lines as 1792 Oprah winning. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. kind of like if somebody asked us it, yeah, what we thought yeah. about cigar aficionados, uh, cigar of the year ratings. So. Yeah, it's the same thing with cigars. Like you know, you got to find yeah. the. You know, if you like if, if you like what the dojo's doing in our reviews, then you might yes. prefer our year end list. Over another one, um, and so it's 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 very similar. You know, we tend to lean towards the more crafty boutique stuff with our list, and so you know um, that's kind of this similar, I guess, probably with anything wine or beer or any kind of spirit. All right, boys. Anything you want to keep cool? We got to uh, wrap this show up, but before we do, God, this has been great. You guys are awesome, man. I mean, I I'm learning just on this episode is fantastic for me because I'm just such a fan. Um, but uh, we're going to go through Jordan's collection, his bourbon collection. I, I thought we'd go through both of ours, but it's apparently it's just me. and yeah, it's just, just, yeah. just, Jordan's? just go through it as quickly as you can. Just <laughs> <laughs> No, so I'll just, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just bring out a bottle. There's about, I don't know, 10, 
10 bottles or so, maybe 11. And really just what I want from you guys is just a quick thought on, it, is this you know, a thumbs up, thumbs down? Is it worth trying to get your hands on? You're just quick thoughts on, on these, these picks. All right, so we'll start with... Uh, yeah, okay, sounds good. We'll start with this guy, the 10-year uh, the old Rip Van Winkle. Uh, Fantastic whiskey. Hitting her off strong. Fantastic okay. whiskey. Yeah, so so now That's this it, another easily one, worth retail. Another oh, yeah. another one that you could used to be able to get fairly easily. Of course, most of these are, I suppose. All right, this one's an interesting one. Not just this specific one because it's kind of weird. This one is um, this one was finished in. How do you say that, Jordan? I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. This is the. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. This is the Parker's Heritage, and I kind of liked. I thought it was fun. What do you guys think of this one? I tell you what, if you blind it in a uh, uh, a garage when it's like 50 degrees in the garage and the whiskey's super cold, you're like, that's not bad. That's and then when you have it at room temperature, you're like, what the hell am I drinking? Sean and I do not at all agree on the bottle, but my my when we reviewed this bottle, mine came purely from nostalgia. Yeah, I hate it. So Dan's fat. I love it because of one reason. So real quick, the reason being, if you've ever had those, they're chocolate. I'm going to call them chocolate oranges, but it's a it's a ball of chocolate that you smash onto a yeah. hard surface, and then it splits like an orange, and it's orange-flavored chocolate. That's exactly what that bottle of whiskey tastes like, like, and I love it because we used to get those every year at Christmas. Anyway. <laughs> we have, like, a, I don't know if you guys do this, but, like, when we're at the end of every bottle, we pour it into, like, a, a decanter, and we just have this mash of all these bourbons, and that one in there kind of made the whole thing a little f- fun. But by itself, yeah. That's that's, that's the, wild. That's that the, is so fucking that's wild. The boldest move of all time, sir. <laughs> you guys, you guys have never done a legacy or an infinity bottle. We I mean, so Dan, we have we have we we were gonna do a competition with infinity bottles. I'm saying the boldest move of all time is it pouring, just blinded in there. Oh, pouring gotcha. orange curacao into an infinity yeah, bottle. Yes, it's gotcha. kind of like ripping scotch in. <laughs> By the way, on the very first day when we were doing this, our our old co-host Jack, who now works for Drew Estate. He, we were, we said we got to put some Pappy Fifteen in this thing to kick it off, and as he was pouring it, like it, a bunch of it, like spilled out onto the table because he was kind of drunk and excited, <laughs> and we were trying to film a video. He's literally like licking the table, you know, just trying to get every last sip of that. It's still in that bottle, it's, you know, still, to some degree. There's still some Pappy Fifteen in that bottle. All right, yeah, it's uh, their age. Here we go. This one's interesting. This Willet Bourbon, Willet Family Reserve, but it's oh, the bourbon. You only see the rye. You don't only see the bourbon. Well, so here's what's more important about that bourbon. It's a wax top, so yeah. that's the craziest flex of all time. Yeah. So the wax top Willets are like unobtainium. Like, those things are insane. I hope that bottle's amazing, dude. I, I drank cool the first half of it, and then I realized, like, oh, I'll never, I'll never get this again. So it's been sitting there for, like, oh. 10 years now. <laughs> it's 123. Yeah, I, I would imagine that that's a fantastic Yeah, because they did away with that a long time. Long time ago, yes. the wax top, the wax tops are worth uh, insane money, right? So that's a th- that's mm-hmm. that's a thumbs up, right, boys? Yes, definitely. All right, this old uh, Black Maple Hill that I'm drinking right now. Mm-hmm. Never had At the the wine bottle Maple Hill. So I was I was actually a little nervous because when you initially pulled it up on stream, the, it had I'm gonna put I'm trying to look at my screen. It had about this much on there. I'm like, oh no, is that a Booker's? Thank yeah. God it was a Black Maple Hill wine bottle. <laughs> so, I thought it was a Booker's as well. Um, the Black Maple Hill switched to these little squat bottles that yeah. uh, Amador uses, if anybody knows what Amador is. But um, 
the new Black Maple Hill switched sourcing as well. Those Black Maple Hill wine bottles, which we've never had, are supposed to be some of the best and bourbon. And the new stuff is like super crazy expensive and people, not great. People hate the new stuff. But we have not had that, but that's supposed to be an amazing bottle of whiskey. Yeah. I Isn't it like a guy, a company out of California and they like do a lot of like blending stuff? Is that the story with Black Maple okay. Hill? No? No. So, yeah, I don't... Black Maple Hill is like a mystery. Like, I don't know what... I don't know why they switch bottles or distillers, but I know that they switched to that squat bottle and everybody said the squat bottle was terrible. Everybody drools over the wine bottle. Yeah, we, ha tops, we haven't so. been brave enough to rip 130 plus dollars at whiskey that no one can agree is good. Right. Yeah, we had, we got the new one, didn't we, Jordan? We didn't like it. There's been a few, yeah, and I haven't liked any of them. All right, Jordan, what is this one now? This one is uh, an interesting one, this E.H. Taylor. That was the uh, cured oak. Cured oak. Cured oak. So Holy shit. Okay. What Hold the on. fuck is this flex going what on is right this? now? Wait, why is your collection like a museum that's open, though? You know what I mean? Like, I Listen, I thought we were going to get to make fun of you a little bit. All of these Pull bottles, something bad. These are all hitters. Where's like, the Evan Williams white label? <laughs> Holy smoke! Hey, we, back um, in the day, we could get amazing. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, amazing. Now, yeah, now we I feel bad. Now I feel bad. It's like we're we're not trying to show off. This is just the stuff that you hid in your closet. It's just in my closet. Because we have a whole bunch of other, other stuff. stuff over here that we could show, but that's that that's a pretty good closet. There's that's, a reason it's hidden in the yeah. closet. Let's put it that way. Uh, we we tried seasoned wood and cured oak once each. Um, when we went down what a year ago for yeah. the Angels Envy yeah. Oloroso Sherry. Kentucky. Yeah, we went to uh, the Silver Dollar there, and they had that, and we were like, we gotta try it. This is bucket list bourbon right there. Yeah. And you got a whole bottle. It was of like it. fifty a pour. Yeah, you have a bottle of it. You got a bottle. <laughs> I feel like my strategy on some of these is if you go to like one of the, some of these more major uh, liquor stores and you just like put your name on hold, not for Pappies, but for some of this other stuff, they don't yeah. have, they don't know, and so they just call you yep. up and they just give it to you. Well, you pay for it, but yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> All right, the next this 100%. whole this whole next line here is a series, and I guess on these ones maybe you could um, this you know you could decide which ones are better than the others that you guys like. Uh, obviously, here we go. The first one is the uh, antique collection Sazerac. Okay, twenty twelve. This is twenty twelve. Oh wait! Oh, not shucks. only is it a newer year of the unobtainable yeah. bottle of BTAC, it's one of the older, more unobtainable. Listen, yeah. the, the Sazerac 18, these are, you only drink unicorns? What is happening? It's no, closet. no, like I said, this, <laughs> this, is, this is closet stuff. Jeez. It's kind of fun, you know? The, the Sazerac 18 is one of, uh, obviously, clearly the hardest to find BTAC on the planet. Well, I mean, you only get like a thousand bottles of it a year. Yeah. I mean, 18 years in a barrel, I mean, you're getting that much out of the bottom yeah. of the barrel, and that's all you got left. And so. rye's more expensive. And rye So an older... An older, more expensive mash bill. That's it. We've only had one Saz 18. Really it's good fantastic. whiskey. Where yeah, do you guys really land on good. that versus Thomas Handy? Wait, 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 Jordan, wait. Oh. That's up next. Way above. <laughs> Here we go. This oh, look. Is, <laughs> this is, oh, that one's not open. No, this is brand new. You're not even trying. This is brand new. Now, I, I, boys, I am, I prefer the Handy. Like, the first time I tried Thomas Handy, remember, Jordan, we just, we found it on the shelf at, like, Lucas Liquor Store? It, it, to me, was the best, like, whiskey I ever put in my mouth. I thought it was Well, that's a rye that doesn't taste like a rye. So how that's do you, a, like what do you guys rye. think compared to this, compared to the Sazerac? Where do you fall on that? 
So the handy is a barrel proof, which is why I think people prefer it to the SAS 18. Yep. With the 18, you get age. With the handy, you get barrel proof. Yep. So, but we um we don't like mint in a lot of our bourbon, and we get that off the Thomas Handies. A lot of them. Yeah. yeah, and like those are a really standout one for us. I think we've only had two. I've dude, I had an 04 once, and yeah. in a, like randomly, I had an 04 handy, and I was like, it still has like mint. a mint leaf. Yeah. Like it's like the actual <laughs> herb, not like a fake mint. You know what I mean? But um. God. Honestly, we've never had them next to each other. And when we had the SAS 18, we hadn't had a Thomas H. Handy in probably almost a year. A year. Yeah. So we've never had them close enough that I would pref- I would say for sure I know which one I like. Yeah. I like the flavor profile in my head more on the oh, SAS 18. Yeah, 100%. I like the proof more. Mm. I feel like the Thomas H. Handy is way more flavorful, though. I feel like if you had barrel-proof SAS 18, though, it's going to be like chewing through oh, a forest floor let's try it though you know what I mean? <laughs> one out. Yeah. come on <laughs> just one send it to us thanks <laughs> all right so then we move on to the the stag the um the what old year? george this is the i don't know jordan what is this we'll just look on there uh, my eyes are so bad <laughs> I, it's, it's gotta be 12 or 13 oh my god okay I don't know. One of the best bottles of barrel proof bourbon you've ever had, probably. Mm-hmm. It's one. It's one twenty eight. <laughs> Jordan, the one the year before, I think was, was like one forty six or something. Right. I think the yeah, twelve year, the twenty twelve was one forty four, and then the thirteen was one twenty eight. When's the last time you drank any of this? Uh, like six years. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Af- nobody can afford to drink that stuff regularly. No. I Those used are- to. Go ahead. Uh, I would I would used to be just like a Christmas Eve thing. I would drink a shot per Christmas Eve, but now it's just like well, I can't get it, so it's just sitting there. There's not enough Christmases left. <laughs> yeah, That's, those are everything. All the things we're referencing right now are really cool special occasion whiskeys. Though, you know, like if anybody gets married or has a baby or you do You're something really something cool, really big, yeah. It, those are all such cool bottles to pull out because because they're old, because you can't replace them. That's what makes them so special, special. right? Wow. Now we don't have uh, we don't have the Eagle Rare uh, here. I think that was at my house. That shocks me. You've got that one. I've got that one. And so then here's the uh, this baby. Yeah, I know you guys like the, this stuff. What year is this one? It's right on there. I, t- <laughs> I don't see it. Yes. It's like <laughs> the first one it's ever. Like right made on there. Where? Zero zero one. You tell you tell me what year that is. <laughs> doesn't doesn't have it right th- on the thing. Oh, maybe they took it off. Yeah. Yep. It's hundred forty point two proof. Holy shit. Okay, what so the will, the WLWs are. This is something we disagree on. I prefer the Eagle Rare 17. Yep. Sean prefers the WLWs. Hands down. That being said, in in probably the year range you're referencing, I think that I prefer the WLWs. It's before they bumped just, the proof on Eagle Rares. Better. It's, oh it's yeah. Before. But when they were 90s. Yes. So I think so. The Eagle Rares, I think, used to be a higher proof. They bumped them down. They bumped them back up. Mm-hmm. WLWs being barrel-proof weeders. Those, Dan's bougie about his wheat products, I'm too. bougie. If you're going to yeah. pull out a wheat, it better cost a lot of money in the, my brain. The apparently. more money a weeder costs, the, that is proportioned to how much more Dan will enjoy it. The first really quick story, the first time we ever had WLW, Thomas H. Handy, and George C. Stagg, Somebody sent us a blind. We had about four, 40 subscribers or something like that. Yeah, we didn't deserve it. Um, somebody sent <laughs> us a blind, don't. and it was WLW, Thomas H. Handy, George C. Stagg, and then a barrel-proof Parker's Heritage. Yep. 
And we had never had any BTAC. And on top of that, we didn't know what was in the blind yeah, at it was all. Blind. He just told us there were whiskeys we never had. That was it. Mm, wow. And we put the WLW first, and it was like a head. It was like, Not here's first place, and then here's everybody Everything else. else can fight for second through fourth. What's you guys' technique on, on blind tasting? Like, we do like, we'll do like five blinds sometimes. And like, the third bourbon in, you just like, uh, to me, it's just like, well, now my palate's just bourbon. It's all just bourbon at this point. So, one of the greatest things we ever did. Still was, do. Was learn what it's bourbon night did on their blind flights. They reference, they go from A to D. Like, let's say we have four. They go A, B, C, D. And then after they do that, you take like a 50, 10, 15 minute break. Get some water. Yeah. Right. You go D, C, B, A. You go backwards. And then you can, after you do that, then you can start A and B and stuff for first, second, third, whatever. But things change up crazy amounts when you go backwards. 100%. Like every time. We'll be like, oh, well, B's got to be number one yeah. for us. And then we'll go backwards and be like, what were we doing? Yeah. Like, C is heads and shoulders above B at yeah. this point in time. So going backwards is the Right. Point. Nice, nice. Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, just so you know, Topo Chico won hands down in our we did blind, our, water, our blind tasting. water tasting. So <laughs> There's five guys, and no, there were six guys, and five of us picked Topo Chico, number one. It's, That's fantastic. That's it is, interesting. It's amazing. I need to know the other waters. I was gonna say, blind. what else was in there? There's like Lacroix. There's uh, Perrier. Perrier. All the all the you know mineral waters. Okay. And okay, that's Topo fair. Chico crushed Topo it. Chico won. Oh. That's fair. Like, like you don't even see that kind of it. like that kind of. Uh, yeah, I can't think of the word. Consistency. <laughs> Consistency between oh, between yeah. bourbons or anything, but water. That's like the hardest thing you can do. Yeah, it was. Um, I hundred There's bad. only one of these in the world, but there's a water sommelier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I swear That's, to God, that is awesome. No, <laughs> he does not. Um, but yeah, he goes through like there's a thing you can do. It's somewhere out in California, um, of course. But he goes through like all the different waters you can have and like the total dissolved solids that's in there for like all the mineral content. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, he's the only one in the world. <laughs> But for it's a reason. Like wild. <laughs> for a reason. The only time we've had Topo Chico is when we, I don't know if you had some. I've but had when, Topo Chico. When we were in Vermont at Whistlepig, they had that in the yes. fridge, and the lady was like, you got to try that water. I was like, all right, <laughs> I got to try the water. Yeah. Amazing. I was like, okay, I'm so sold on this. That's amazing. Yeah, I've never, Dead I'm just like an oxygen sommelier. I mean, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, obviously, these will end with these two. You probably know what's coming up, but uh, Jordan's uh, Pappy Fifteen. Uh, Jordan, what That's year? Fantastic. What year is this guy? That's got to be twelve, fourteen, or fifteen. Oh, fourteen or fifteen. So honestly, we is it overrated? Is it overrated, boys? Yes, slightly. But also absolutely amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it's not worth secondary. It's definitely worth several hundred more than MSRP. Yeah, totally agree. But it's going to be one of those things that's always put on a pedestal as this is the best ever. Um, I mean, yeah. just what it is. I'm, I'm also on board. I'm I'm into this idea in which a label adds to your experience, right? Yeah, I'm, totally, totally. I'm, I'm into the idea that when we did the blind with the Buffalo Trace Antique I was just referencing, we had some left. I'm into the idea of drinking some. Uh, listen, blind is best. We say that all the time. 100%. Blind is best if you want to know what you like the most, right? Unbiased. Sometimes there's a lot of times and places in which you need to drink a whiskey, not blind, and you need to enjoy it with the label sitting in front of you. Mm -hmm. It's important. Nobody that you says this kind of stuff, and we totally agree with this. Oh, Dan, this it, is this is freaking brilliant, and we could not it, agree with you more. We feel like 
It, it just be marketing plays a part, but it, it why is that bad? Why is that if bad? If it that, adds to your, uh, you know, I drink a uh, some milk out of a glass bottle. It's better than the milk <laughs> in the plastic <laughs> bottle. Right. It doesn't matter why. It's just better. Doesn't listen. I there's a reason marketing costs money, yeah. right? So, all take into consideration the the bottle that it's in. Take into consideration the label in front on the front. Now, I don't. I, we don't generally at, at the end of the year when we do our 2020 best whiskey of the year, we blind all we last year we picked out yep. 20 whiskeys. We blinded those 20 in different kind of like in brackets and stuff. But when it comes down to something like a 2014 or 15 Pappy 15, a bottle that you can't replace, something yeah. irreplaceable, something special. If you're pulling it out for a special occasion, let the whole entire experience be special. Yeah. Because if, if you're celebrating something and you pull out a blind Glen and you're like, here, nah. enjoy that. Nope. Or if you pull out a bottle of George T. Stag and you set that down in front of someone yep. and be like, let's enjoy this. Yep. They're going to be like, damn, yep. that, I know what that is. That's a hitter. I'm going to enjoy this a little bit more because I know what experience. it is. Yeah. Enjoy the experience. Be yep. a part of the experience. I think that that is – you just described it perfectly. Like that does just add to the experience and that makes it fun. Now, obviously, there's a place for – for blind, te- you know, taste testing. I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. dissing that. I'm just saying, right. like, I do believe, like, on these special bourbons or special, even special cigars. You know, you you grab a, a box of Don Carlos Fuentes and you open it up in front of the guy and you and you put it out in front of him. He's probably going to really enjoy that experience more than if, like you said, like if you had three, you know, unbanded cigars. Here, try these. You know, like, so you're making such a great point. Then, all right, this final one. Now we don't have the 23, but Jordan mm. does. Have the uh, twenty? I think the twenty-three is just—I don't know—kind of. It'd be nice to have. It'd be nice to have, but, nice yeah. to have, but <laughs> we, we've had it, and it doesn't—it doesn't seem like it matches up to these other ones. Maybe it's just too old or something. What are your thoughts on the twenty and the twenty-three, the the higher end ones, Pappies? Okay, fantastic. The twenty. Here's the thing: the twenty-three, the like the twenty-three is an experience. One hundred percent. Fantastic. Now, if you're gonna pick two whiskeys. And I'm going to exclude the rye okay. for this statement. If you're going to pick two whiskeys out of the Pappy lineup to own and drink with the label in front of you, not as a pour in a bar, yep. not as a blind, you're going to pick the 15 and the 20 every single time. It's not even remotely close. Yeah. That's just how it works. Those are – 23 is overaged. 100%. It's over – listen, the 20 – to the oh 23 he's getting worked out he's I'm getting, 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 getting into it, it. The, the 25 <laughs> so there was an there was an old rip old rip van winkle 25 it was one time. black they put it in a really cool decanter in a bottle in which no like five people on the entire planet earth will see in person ever right Maybe. that bottle is worth like eight or ten thousand dollars on second i don't know some insane amount of money on secondary but too much that bottle's not even meant to drink not it doesn't taste good it's not Everybody that's had the 25 <laughs> said it's one of the worst Pappy Van Winkles that they've ever made. Yeah. Right? Wow. So the 23 isn't the worst they've ever made. It's not bad whiskey. But if you're going for hitter whiskey, Enjoyable you're going 15 whiskey. and 20. Yeah. It, that's it, man. That is it. Yeah, I, I have to agree. The the 23, amazing. You pull it out of the bag, and you're like, this is it. This is the best of the Pappy. And then you drink it, and you're like, is it, though? Right. Is it? Right. Uh, no. The, right. the 20, by far... Heads and shoulders above it. Yeah. Um, I I don't know why they still make the twenty three. Just stop. Money. Yeah. <laughs> Money. Just stop. They Just stop got twenty three year old whiskey. You figured it out. Twenty's a sweet spot. Yeah. Make it happen. Yep. I remember the the way I got into bourbon is um, this guy was like, oh, they're doing this crazy release. I didn't I hadn't even heard of Peppies at the time. It was like twenty ten, 
and uh, go to the store, and they're doing they're doing the release. So we go just like later on in the night, not thinking it, it was this crazy thing. And they, they had one bottle of 23 left, and the guy's like, it's it's $230. And we were like, oh. Uh, and so instead we bought a bottle of Woodford Reserve. <laughs> and right. that's what that led to where we are. Right. Um, well, the problem is mm. I didn't turn 21 until 2010 or 2011. I don't know how old I am now. Uh, 2010. Um so it was like I didn't have money to burn on a $100 bottle, right. nor would I ever appreciate a $100 bottle then. And right. that was the, the glory days of people walking in and finding it for those prices. And uh, people were like, oh, you guys are ruining whiskey, uh, glorifying all these like high price tags. And they're like, we didn't do this. This has been going on for years <laughs> yeah. now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I, I got to say, like you know, the day I really miss those days, Jordan, of like camping out. Camping and, out. And and being able to you know buy it at retail. I remember we were getting Pappy Fifteen for like what sixty bucks, Matt? I think like seventy. Was it yeah, seventy bucks? Yeah. It, it was so e- <laughs> it was so easy to do, you know. And then oh I, my god. I, and I remember that honestly there was. There was this time, this is honest to God truth. There was this one day where we went to like four or five different liquor stores and we were getting like, you know, Pappy. So I, I got like a whole bunch of bottles of Pappy. And my buddy, he doesn't even like bourbon, but he was, he heard about the fact that I was doing this and that he might be able to make some money on the secondary market or whatever. I never do that. I just drink it. But he had like, he had bought three of them and he was like, you know, Eric, do you just want one of these extra ones? And I was like, nah, I've got enough for today. I've, <laughs> I've, <laughs> next time. Uh, next time, man. I got, I got more than I'll ever drink, you know, and I'm thinking back on this now, like what a moron I was because <laughs> now I'm saving that my last bottle of 15 forever. I don't ever even want to open it. But hey, guys, I got to tell you, man, this was an absolutely fantastic show. In fact, we went practically an hour over, Jordan. and I We don't do that. It doesn't even seem we- like... It doesn't even seem like we did it. Like, I mean, it it flew by, (laughs) like We like bourbon, and we never get to talk about it enough. Dan, Sean, you guys are absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time on this Friday night to to be on Smoke Night Live. Thanks for having us. This is a a blast. Um, Before we jump off, I want to ask you guys a question, because you guys asked us a bunch. Um, So you guys asked us if there were any lists that we look for or any palettes or anything like that that we trust. Are there any list of, like, cigars that come out, like, best of the year that you guys, like, (laughs) recommend looking at? I'll have to give the same answer that you did, and that's us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, no. so so here's the thing with lists. Um, You know, there's all kinds of theories about how they get formed or whatever. So we decided long ago when we first started the dojo in 2012, when we started doing our list, because, like, a list would come out, and maybe the top one would be, like, a Cuban, and then, like, the number two one would be some super rare one that was, like, $60 or whatever. We said, you know, I'd like to get the list. I want to get this list, and I want to take this list to a cigar shop and be able to buy these. So for us, what we do is we have real strict limitations. Like, it has to be uh, something that you can buy in the United States. It has to be in this certain price range. Regular production. And it has to be regular production so that a guy could take our list, and he could go and actually physically buy these cigars. So I'm not saying that that makes our list different or better or whatever. It's just it the, you know, it's just something that I think can be valuable to, you know, your typical cigar smokers so that they can actually, you know, you know, go ahead and, and get it. Now that doesn't mean I don't want to see Cigar Aficionado's list. I always check it out and obviously the, if you win that number 1 spot, you know, it's going to be a boon for your company. There's no doubt sure. about it. And um and a lot of our other friends in the media put out lists and I I enjoy and read all of them, um, but I do I, personally. I like our list just because it seems to be valuable to to me 
so that uh, it, it has some relative value to the cigar smoker so that they can actually use it to make purchasing decisions. So, anyways. Yeah, the, the you you saying that. So, we started, la- so last year was our second year ever of making a, a list. list like yeah. that, right? So, the channel's about two and two years and two and a half years, two and three quarters year old right mm-hmm. now. Um, last year was the first year we did our best whiskey of the year. And yep. then... We followed that up one or two weeks later with best available whiskeys of the year. Yeah. We did it for the same reason you just mentioned that. Not we, everyone's going to be able to find the bottles that we deem the best and, or and we pre- afford. I we, mean, we preference that the, the best of the year list with this list is only our best in show. It was the, it was the same idea that you said earlier that the things you were asking us, what are the, what are your favorite whiskeys? Yeah. Like, let's make a list of our very favorite things. And if you can find them awesome, if you agree with our palates, if not, I get it. They're impossible to find. They're very expensive. They're But they're really great bottles if you can find yeah. them. So we kicked off the second list, the best available thinking. Listen, I, I'm i the same. I also, especially before we started, we had 30 bottles of whiskey. Yeah. We also wanted to be able to walk into a store and go, hey, can I get this, The one of these 10 bottles of yeah. whiskey? They really like these. I seem to like what they like. We did the same thing for the exact same reasons. Yeah. So that list, I think, personally, is it very important. It resonates with people. It's very important. Yeah, it really resonates with people to find a list that they can go into their liquor store and be like, well, they said this is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we put Old Forester Rye as number one of 2019. Yeah. And I still stand by that. Yep. That was a $25 bottle that was amazing. Fantastic. And you can pretty much go anywhere and buy. Yep. Yeah, um, one, other, one, that. one other uh, note, and, and now it's going to sound like I'm, I'm beating on Star <laughs> Aficionado. And I don't want to sound... That's actually the most important... This is the most important thing. I don't want to sound that way. But, but one of the most important aspects of our list is that it are, they are cigars that were released... That year, it's sort of like yep. you know, like uh, Cigar Aficionado Awards. You know, the Monte Cristo Number Two uh, Cigar of the Year. That cigar's been around since 1920. Like, I mean, which you know, Monte. I mean, that's like awarding like uh, Gone with the Wind Best Picture. You know, like <laughs> I, I, I went, I watched yeah. it this year though. So yeah, I mean, it was yeah. really good this year. <laughs> I sat- still holding up. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, so hey guys, tell people that are watching uh, how they can uh, be a part of what you guys are doing and and your channel, where to find you. Because I got to say, like the last couple weeks, just just researching you guys and watching your shows it's phenomenal content and so tell folks how they can find you guys phenomenal very nice of you to say we yeah, appreciate, we appreciate that, a that a bunch um it's bourbon junkies on youtube it's bourbon junkies on instagram it's uh we have a, a like a private facebook group that's uh bourbon junkies as well we have like a business page or whatever that you can go and like but yeah. we don't really post much there there's a bourbon junkies facebook group that has our family in it yeah um, that that's a very like you had already touched on it. It's such a cool community. Like we, we boot assholes. Sorry. Yeah, that's how um, <laughs> like everyone there is just there to have a good time and talk yep. about whiskey and you know, the bottles that they're finding and sharing and having a good time. Yeah. Um, that's what that page is about. Yep. So, so you can find us in those few places there. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. Thank you for having us on. This yeah. It's a, a bunch this of fun. Was an amazing time. I'm glad. Well, I, I think the reason this works is you guys are awesome. And it's just, we like to hang out with cool people. I thought you were going to say, and we're, we're awesome. awesome. <laughs> we like to hang out with cool people. You guys are awesome. And I appreciate you having us on your guys' platform. That was awesome. Absolutely. So thank you guys very much. All right. Well, you guys don't go away because I want to talk to you just for like two minutes after the show, and then we'll let you go. But guys, it's Friday night. This is what we do. It's Friday night, Herf on the Dojo. So grab dojoverse.com. 
post what you're smoking, check into the cigars that you're smoking, post what you're listening to. Now do a little now playing, Jordan. That's we've been doing that for twelve years or <laughs> not twelve years. Eight, I want to know what you're years. listening to. It doesn't get old. Right now I want to know. But anyways, guys, this is a Friday night. This is what we do. I can't wait. Hey, next week I gotta I'm working on the show, so I don't exactly know the guest yet. I kinda do. Um, Maybe we have these guys on again. But Wednesday, Wednesday <laughs> Wednesday's Flavor Odyssey, Jordan. And Robbie and Randy are continuing their journey into the Habano wrapper. What was the cigar oh, this week? Herrera Esteli was the last one. The Herrera Esteli was the last one. What was the next one? No clue. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I feel... Jordan, you produced that show. <laughs> I produced yeah, come on. Uh, you know. Anyways, uh, tune in Wednesday for Robbie and Randy on Flavor Odyssey. They'll be pairing another Habano with another great drink. And uh, that'll be fun. So until next week, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys next week. Introducing the all-new Romeo y Julieta Passion. The story of this cigar dates back almost a year, during a visit to the Flor de Coupon factory in Honduras. We witnessed the endless amount of passion and love the workers put into each and every cigar. This hand-rolled cigar uses a blend of Dominican and Honduran filler tobaccos, along with a rich and flavorful binder from the U.S. The wrapper is a zesty Ecuadorian Habano leaf that offers up notes of pepper, leather, nuts, and a dash of cocoa. Ignite your passion and pick up a box of the Romeo y Julieta Passion at jrcigars.com.